Welcome to the RC Scrap Pile. You're listening to the number one podcast for RC right here, right now. Check it out. RC fucking scrap pile in the house. Welcome back to the RC Scrap Pile Podcast. Today's guest, Terry Dunn. Man. We're bridging the gap a little bit. Bridging that gap. <laughs> I like Here we it, go. Man. Fellow podcaster from the RC Roundtable Podcast. If you guys don't listen to that, you should be. It's very informative. It's very good. Absolutely. And so here's the bad part. Oh, by the way, welcome Jason Hill tonight. Yeah, from the, there you from go. the nuts and bolts deal. We Howdy. appreciate you joining us in a in a guest host tonight. Thanks for having me. So, man. I kind of want to kick this deal off with all our friends are at the Jonal right now. Right. Including Lee and Fitz. Yep. From yeah, the right. round they table. Just, they just did a live stream a little while ago. Nice. <laughs> this I is was the, missing it. This is the No Nall podcast. No Nall yeah. podcast. <laughs> Which, uh, you know, uh, I think all of us have life going on you know i mean it's just right. what it is yeah, i so, started a new job there's no way of taking off yeah time, and with know? my promotion or whatever at work yeah, you know jacked. i mean yeah i'm I, the last thing i need to do is take a week off i got so. home from a work trip last night right yeah. you know i mean just life we're gonna plan better for next year <laughs> maybe yeah. what about you terry are you gonna plan better for next year we're we gonna see you at all eventually next year i don't know but, <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> I've been kind of an RC hermit lately, so I'm going to have some catching up to do. Yeah, and uh, Nall is on my bucket list. So, w- what is uh, what is your standard everyday go fly deal? I mean, are um, you are you a glow powered guy, or are you a quad guy, or hundred cc, or w- what is it? If you're going to the flying field, do you want to fly? I'm pretty much all electric. Okay. I dabbled in nitro. I started in nitro because that was the only option back then. Yeah. And uh, and I say nitro, somebody's going to have a heart attack. Glow. Um, <laughs> right. And uh, I actually had a gasser that I got in a trade a couple of years ago. And uh, I was all wound up about getting into gas. And then for whatever reason, it just sat. So I ended up giving that to my buddy Fitz. And he's been flying the heck out of that thing. So to answer your question, I'm electric. All electric all the time. Well, dude, as far as <clears throat> easeability, that's where it's at. When I go yeah. to the field, generally, I'll bring an electric. Here lately, it's gotten so much easier because I'm full hobo Casey. <laughs> I don't even show up with planes. I fly everybody else's stuff. Right. You know? That's the way to do it. Yeah. Till you crash it. Right. Then that's a bad deal. Well, well for me, uh, I got into electric not because it was easy, but because it was hard. So I started in like 1999 or 98, right after I graduated college. And that's when it was just starting to get popular. Speed 400 stuff, and it was still around selling iCads. And you kind of had to experiment a little bit to have any success. You couldn't just buy something turnkey from the hobby shop and go at it. So I I enjoyed the challenge of it. And when you had something fly well then, you knew you were onto something. Right. And then not long after that, it became easy. And so it, it was still fun. That's about, the time, by then. that's about the time I started flying altogether, but I started with electrics, and it was the, the same way. It was around 2001, I guess, 
But uh, yeah, yeah, it was Nikads and nickel metal was the the best thing out at the time. You could yeah. one of the most the seven cell king. bricks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, I started out with GWS stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's old school. Yep. And we're happy to have it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and and now this at this point in time, some of that stuff is really sought after. Uh yeah, it is. Yo, know, yeah, it, which which amazes me. You know, it's it. I was always uh, brought up in glow-powered stuff, and then we kind of went to gasoline. But, you know, some of that old glow-powered stuff is really sought after as well. Yep. But it's really cool watching the electric stuff, you know, the the old GWS stuff. and you know, Right. Well, man, it's nostalgia. You know, you always wanted that stuff when it came out, and maybe you weren't at a point financially where you could get it. But now you've worked a little bit more. You've gotten a little bit older. You've got a little bit more cash to play with, and now you're trying to find that stuff. That's what drives that market. Oh yeah, yeah. Terry, what same was, here. What was your first electric plane? Um, good question. Um, <laughs> it it was a uh, Goldberg Electra that was hanging in the hobby shop, huh. and uh, I had an RC truck that I had painted a body on, but I wasn't driving anymore. So I went in there and I did an even swap of that truck for the Electra. Okay. And they probably thought it was crazy because <laughs> who cared about an Electra then, right? But uh, no, uh, no speed control, just a. Uh, a, a toggle switch on there to turn it off and it ran until the battery died and then uh, it would land on the ground and you had to run over there and grab it because the prop was still trying to turn while it's sitting on the belly so you had to get to it before it blew the fuse or caught on fire nice so, that yeah, is old that school a, that is yeah right i'm spoiled i came I into a, it way later yeah well like i said it was a fun challenge back then oh yeah <laughs> And eventually, I put a car speed control in that thing and got a little bit more control. But right. Yeah, it was a pretty basic there in the beginning. Yeah. Mine was a, a GWS e starter. Oh, there you go. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah, it flew great. It surprisingly flew well. And the funny thing is, I had built a uh, Carl Goldberg Freedom Twenty. Um, okay. Which had a twenty-five size motor on it. Long story short, I never flew the thing. I got it off the ground by accident one time taxiing, but. Uh, I ended up taking the electronics out of it and putting it in the e-starter, which were full-size servos, and that e-starter still flew just fine with full-size servos in it. Right. Um, enough for me to get the hang of flying where I could take off and land without crashing. Yeah, that's funny. And it's uh, interesting to see what they called mini servos and micro servos back then compared yeah. to what, what it is now. Right. I've and like uh, a-, a buddy of mine in uh, Texas sent me some old, old servos, like from uh, the 1970s, a while back. And these things are literally bricks. They, <laughs> they're like a pack of cigarettes as one servo. Yeah. <laughs> and heavy. Yeah, I bet. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm one of those weirdos that likes the old electrics that you were talking about before. And uh, not, I guess nostalgia is some part of it because I used to look through the Tower Hobbies catalog and see all that stuff. And I, yeah. I was too young and too poor to buy it then. Yeah. But uh, what I come to find out is you get that stuff now. Airplanes that flew good on brush motors and NICADs, when you put modern gear in them, you're going to save about 30% in weight and double the power. You're absolutely they, right. Way they better. fly amazing now. You're yeah. absolutely right. Yep. So, yeah, to design an electric airplane now, there's a lot of wiggle room because you got so much power at your disposal. But back then, you kind of had to know what you were doing. Right. Well, man, I had a guy hit me up yesterday. He's got a reactor with a uh, OS-55 on it. You know, pretty nice little setup, you know? Yeah. And I was like, man, if it was electric, I'd be in. Because electric in that size is just 
supremely overpowered. Right. You still get a good five, six-minute flight time, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's all you need. I'm pretty much done by then. Yeah, that's where I'm at, man. If I can if I can hold on to it for five or six minutes, I've done something. It's, it's time to chill out and wait yeah. for another so battery charge. Fly, yeah, when I fly gliders, I'm the, kind of the same way. Even yeah. if I catch a thermal, I'm like, all right, I'm bored. Yep. Put it in spin, yeah. come down. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So but, me and my buddy Fitz, we like to do aero tour for that reason because the the tow part is the fun part. So we'll right. pull up a glider, and then it doesn't matter how long the glider flies. We just come back and land, so we can do another tow. Right. So, Try to chase yeah. chase the tow plane down. So that that's yeah. something that uh, my buddy Will and I we're kind of putting together here. Is I've got a a, a quarter scale. Uh, what is that thing? It's yours. What is it? Right. Uh, <laughs> it's a quarter scale clipped wing Taylor craft. Yep. Okay. And uh, he's got a, a fiberglass blonic. Yeah. That it's about a hundred inch wingspan. I yep. think. Yeah. It's a good size one. And uh, I, I, I anticipate towing it up next weekend. Yeah. That's going to be good. That's oh. going to be entertaining in oh, itself. Yeah. That soon. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's Which all right. Are you, are you going to be on the tug or the glider? I'm going to be on the tug. I don't fly gliders. Okay very well all right i mean and, i well, do this, but i mean it's just kind of one of those deals. well when you fly gliders yeah. they're electric and you, you beat everybody in the limbo contest with a glider right yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. so is that your first time will it be your first time aerotoing oh yeah 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 okay yeah. well the guy with the uh experience is on the right plane yeah okay you know yeah, it's true yeah our buddy will yeah. is is a pretty stellar pilot so he's, he's on the right plane yeah, and we and we both got oh shit servos in there. Oh yeah. So I mean, if 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 oh shit happens, we can let go. Well, man, I, I'll be honest. I would let you tow me on a glider for the first time and not sweat it too bad. Right. Well, uh, this guy he's he's kind of gone off a limb on me here because he wants to do it all. Uh, I'm, I hadn't even flown the airplane as it is. So we're gonna double maiden. Right. So that's he's wanting to double maiden this yeah. deal all at once. That's, that's so, perfect. Jeez. I yeah. mean. Wait, is the maiden flight going to be a tow flight? Yes. yes. <laughs> for, for both birds. Yeah, for both airplanes. You don't love your airplane, do you? <laughs> well, uh, it's either going to go or it's not. I mean. Well, yeah, I guess it's that simple. Yeah. I don't know if you've listened much, sir, but we're kind of idiots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, man, I really wish you are in the central states because. Uh, you need to come hang out. You need to come hang out yep. and and really understand the shit show that pursues this deal or goes on when the when the microphones are put away. Oh, there's lots of stuff we just cannot talk about. Oh man, yes, but it's but it's always a good time. Yep. Que- so questionable. I do listen to the yes. show. Yeah, yeah, but I but I wonder what I'm missing. Oh man, those breaks. Well. Well, I want you to think about it like this. You've heard the stuff we've put out. Think about what we couldn't. I'm just saying. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah your filter has some pretty wide holes in yes, it. Yes, yes. So, there is not much filter here. Yeah. I try to keep it pretty PC. I don't always get there. We fail. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes. Set the bar low. You're never, uh, you know. Uh, disappointed. No, yeah, you guys right. did a super job when you had the uh, electric guy from Joe Nall. Oh, yeah. That was like a Sunday sermon. Yeah. <laughs> we worked on that one. Yeah. I remember Clint calling me. He goes, man, we got to clean this up. And I'm like, brother, are you telling me? <laughs> are you talking to yourself? What are we doing here? Uh, you did good. I'm proud of you, buddy. Yeah, super. 
Well, I probably drop as many f bombs as you do. I just give you crap about it because it feels good. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. It feels good. What a prick. Hey man, you know me. <laughs> yeah, all too well. What a prick. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've met me, right? That's a couple cool. times. Yeah. I love what we do. I didn't say it. You did. You did. No, I said it the first time, and y'all continue to give me shit. You said it all the time until we started giving you shit. And now y'all say it all the right. time, and I don't. Larry's not here. I got to take up for Larry. <laughs> Larry Larry usually starts crap. Has that become a drinking game yet? Uh, man, it needs to. I think it has. I don't know if everybody's playing at home. <laughs> We're definitely playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody uh, told us that Lee says, but I digress all the time, and so that became a drinking game. Right, yeah. <laughs> nice. So... <laughs> I, of all the of all the lives I've watched, I've never seen anybody pick up a beer before. Well, or oh, you're, really? ju- they're clean, or you're they're, just real good at hiding it. They're cleaned up, man. It's, that's a wholesome show. Uh, well, kind of the same thing, but uh, we're calibrated a little differently. So right. same thing, like when when we're on our breaks or when we're before we start and after we finish, right. things are a little bit different. But uh, yeah. I, we <laughs> we're a little bit different than you guys, right? Did I say that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, yeah. I think, I think I did. No, you're not hurting any feelings here. You're not going to hurt yeah. our feelings. I we, promise. We, we got to have them. We kind of know how this is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'll listen to your podcast with my kid in the car. I can't listen to ours with my kid in the car. Right, <laughs> right. And I think that was kind of uh, how we started that way because we all well. Lee and I have. I'll uh, go get kids. one. And so uh, it was just kind of Lee's kids are in the hobby, so we always expected his kids were going to be joining us and listening. And right. So it, it was just a family friendly thing from the beginning. And we skirt the edge of it sometimes, but for the most part, we're. Uh, right. We're like, clean. I, I would be embarrassed if people that I knew actually listened to our show. I'll be honest with you. Man, I'm a, my, my wife's pretty churchy, and uh, I'm a different fellow around my family. But uh, around here, you know, it's kind of like a cool release, if that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah. Man, I can, can kind of hang out, be myself, and not that I'm not myself around my family, but you know what I'm saying. I can let Like, it's sitting around talking with the guys. There's stuff you can say in front of the guys that you can't say in front of everybody else. Yeah. yeah these we are all my, have different variations of ourselves that, right. we, that we use in the right circumstance. Exactly. I, I think when we started this, our goal, or not necessarily our goal, but one of our thoughts in this was uh, when you put the airplanes up at the flying field in the evening, you know, and everybody sits around and has a cold beer or whatever and, and has a bullshit session. That was kind of our, our again, I don't want to say goal, but our thought process. Well, man, it was how we met. Yeah. Right. I and mean, you really think about it, you know, we were sitting around at the field. It was too dark to fly. I uh, didn't have LEDs on our planes. And hey, I got a beer. Hey, yeah, I'll take one of those. <laughs> right. You know, like, why yeah. not? And then, and then we grew a friendship. And man, I just hope guys that listen to the show have that. And if they don't, maybe we can help them have, be a part of it. You well, know? well I, that's exactly it. You're providing that, at right. least to a degree. So and, that's what I told Clint the other day. You guys are filling a void that, that needed filling. Well, and and that's, you know, the friendship aspect of it, dude, and I'm sure you guys are in the same boat. You have made friends all over the country. Absolutely. You know, yep. I mean, like Casey and Larry and Clay, they all got to go out to Dead Cow for the, 
for the full scale deal yeah. because of a friend we made from this podcast. Yeah, there, man, there's no telling you who's going to text me or send me a message tomorrow. Right. You know, I mean, it's crazy, dude. Like all over the world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I've got a friend here who says I'm RC famous. Right. right because yeah. <laughs> he and I will go to an event somewhere and somebody recognizes me and they'll say something. And I'm always, <laughs> I'm always embarrassed by it. Right. But I'm uh, with you. Uh, yep. It's it's sometimes <sighs> awkward because you're at a disadvantage. You show up and they already know you because you show you share your inner thoughts and feelings right. to the world, and so the, they know that part of you. But Shit, you that, don't know them at all. That's yeah. part of the fun, right? You no, know, it's good. It's, oh, and no, really, it is. And and I'm going to use David James for an example, which yep. is a, which is a good friend of ours that we lost here recently. Uh, you know. That guy walking up to him and learning his story because he already knows ours. Right. You know, and, yeah. and he kind of has a, he knows what to expect. I mean, yeah. uh, uh, we, I've told this story time and time again. One of my most fun memories of that guy is walking up to him at 930 in the morning with a bottle of whiskey and going, what's your deal? <laughs> what's your deal? <laughs> Oh, we're not playing that game tonight, are we? Oh man, there's no telling with Clint. I don't know. You got. I'm just telling. Clint is one of the coolest guys I've ever met in my whole entire life, and it is fun to just sit back and watch what happens. Yep. You know, I don't know if I don't know how to explain it any other way. If you don't yep. have a friend like that, you need one because it's good. Now, sometimes you're like, uh, "Hey, buddy," <laughs> but most of the time, man, it's it's a pretty good experience. Yeah, I know what you mean. Nobody knows how to take him. It's it's kind of funny. It really is. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> it, it and it's it. That's what's fun for me, you know, in doing. And Jason and I have that. Uh, so Jason and I <laughs> met many years ago at a fun fly, right? Yep. And he was flying that same B fifty two. And I had no idea about Jason Hill, you know. So I go on through life, and I went to work for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And here comes Jason walking in the door, and I'm like, I know this guy. So we became really kind of close at yeah. that point. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, uh, working together right next to each other or whatever, you know. And then we started this podcast and really started hanging out and, you know, really getting to know each other. Absolutely. You know, and I'm going to tell you right now, I give Jason some shit, and I have actually, you know, walked up and apologized for the shit that I've given him. <laughs> but, you know, at the, at the same time, you know, I, I feel like he, if I'm in a jam, I'll do. Just like, hey, he's one of those guys, dude. Hey, I'm in a jam, you know, I need some help. Well, man, that's what's crazy about this hobby. And, and because of what we kind of started doing and stuff like that, I've got this network of friends that totally have my back. You know, yeah, and they know I've got their dude. It's ridiculous. I've never met anybody in a hobby, and I've been into a lot of different stuff. What? Where the people are the quality that they are in this hobby. This whole group that we have in this area is, in in general, amazing. Like we talk shit, right. and we're fucking idiots. Like I'm not gonna deny that, <laughs> but dude, we're we're some solid people, and we got some solid people surrounding us. Right. And that's and that's a you know uh, I I've been calling it an underground deal you know but that's <laughs> like our deal next weekend that we got coming up right you know for the known all deal uh you know that's that's all of our closest friends that are not right. going to null man we're all going to be in one spot having a time it's not invitation only but if you know you know right <laughs> <laughs> is that an overnight deal. Uh, it's a weekend deal, my yep. man. Okay. Yeah. So like Friday through Sunday? Yeah. Yep, that's it. 
Yeah, I, I actually took a day off work, which is kind of rare, and uh, I'm going to leave out Friday morning. I took off three hours early. Right. That's real rare. Yeah, real rare. <laughs> but, you know, at the same time, it is a family deal, you know? I mean, Absolutely. my, uh, you know, uh, my wife wanted to go, but she's not going to sleep in no tent. You know, so we went and bought a camper just for that, you know, and it's like when Jason shows up, you know, nine times out of ten, little Jason's with you. Yeah. You know, there's a place for him to stay, you know, or a place for him to hang out and watch TV or do whatever he wants to do, you know. But, and I and, appreciate it. <laughs> and I guarantee you that little kid is so much fun, dude. You look over and he's got a cone on his head or something going on, <laughs> you know, and probably one of the most well-mannered little guys I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. And then I show up, and I don't know where I'm staying, but I'll figure it You're out. Staying somewhere? Yeah. Oh, well, that's, it that's always Casey. It know? always works out. Yeah. I've never yeah. been uh, left stranded. That's for sure. <laughs> well, it, man, everybody since everybody started calling me Hobo Casey, it's it's become a game, I'm, I'm, and I'm going to keep continuing playing this game until I can't. It works out. It absolutely works out every time. I show up with a backpack in my car. Right. And worse comes to no. worse, I'll sleep in my car. All the trailers are going to have signs. Casey slept here. Yeah, maybe. Hey, hey that's, that's a, a sticker we need yep. to make. All right, done. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll forget about that tomorrow. So, yeah. <laughs> Terry, approximately how many events in your area do you get to to make it to uh, around a year? That's hard to say. Let me think about that for a second. Uh, in terms of organized events, probably a good year would be half a dozen. Oh, but there's a bad. lot of them. Yeah, it's it's a good goal for me. And there are a lot that go on around, around here. I was really surprised how many events there are in western New York within a three-hour radius. So, you know, Buffalo is the far western edge right on Lake Erie. Right. And uh, Rochester is about an hour east of us. But all along this western part of uh, New York, there's all sorts of stuff that goes on all the time. So the summer especially – the winter is pretty snowy and yeah. it, it shuts down a lot. But there's people who fly year round around here. A lot of the clubs have badges, or if you do at least one flight every month for the whole year, you get a, a patch that you can put on your jacket. Yeah. Okay. So, but uh, I don't have one of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I've uh, put skis on my plane and uh, flown out the snow and try to get to as many events around here as I can. Cool. Yeah. And the big one is uh, the Neat Fair. That's a little bit further east. You guys ever uh, head up there? I've heard of it. Never I've, been to it. Yep. I've heard of it. Yeah. Never been to it. Yeah, that's an all-electric event up in the Catskills, and uh, it is off the grid. There is no cell phone reception whatsoever. <laughs> so it is, uh, it's been there about 20 years, so they've got a core group of people that go all the time, and they plan it for the whole year. And the best way to describe it would be uh, a drinking event with a flying problem. Nice. Yeah, that sounds so, right up our alley. Re- really? Dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's kind of like Clint was describing a minute ago. During the day, it's pretty tame. There's a lot of neat stuff going on, flying and kids and all that. And then when the sun goes down, the the tone changes a bit. Yeah, that's awesome. So, but yeah, so <laughs> those I've are the tried to do that events. every year. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I those agree. are the perfect events. Yep. Uh, and that's one I could be like you, Casey. So just show up. No airplanes, probably no sleeping bag, and it'll be fine. I'll get fed. Somebody will give me a place to sleep. Yep. Probably a plane to fly. Well, man, last event I went to, man, I showed up with no plane or anything like that. I flew more than I would have if I had brought a plane. 
And every time yeah. I walked by somebody's campsite, hey, have you ate yet? Oh, we got some stuff over here. I'm like, okay. You know, right. hey, you need another beer? Absolutely, I do. You bet I do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, I, dude. I get, I get treated like family, man. Uh, that's the best way I can describe it. When you go to these events, I mean, even guys that you don't even know, you get introduced to. You're now your family because we share this one thing of flying RC aircraft. I think I offered for you to fly the flight, uh, ice chest too, and you turned yeah. me down. <laughs> no, I've flown it. I've flown it. At Skinner's. Yeah, at Skinner's. I turned it down. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. I was not in a condition to be flying that. But yeah. but here's the deal, and and that's another perfect example of a fun fly. You know, that guy has his private land, and he and his family and his parents, his whole family's involved. And that's become a fairly large event, right? You know, for around here. I mean, it's not a it's not a huge event, but for a dude with his own personal land inviting people out, it's a huge event. Right. I I think they had like 70 or 75 pilots. 75 registered pilots. That's right. Last year. And I know, like, uh, I'm going to catch hell. I never signed the paper, you know. Uh, This year, I think I forgot (laughs) to myself. Right. So I know there's at least a handful. You know, you could call that an 80 pilot deal. Easy. You know, and these guys open their land up, open their home up. I mean, you can go take a shower in the, in their house. Well, dude, uh, our, our new buddy Don that we met, flying paramotors, come out there and flew a paramotor. Right. Yep. You know? We're going to see him next weekend, too. Yep. Nice. So yeah. When uh, I win the lotto, that's my plan. Just have some land and people who like stuff that flies, come on out. Let's have a yep. good time. Oh, just let me know where, man. Yeah, once a year, <laughs> big party. Yeah, if, as long as it's not New York, I don't want to travel that far. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's a, so. I'll ride with Jason. It'll uh, be okay. Well, you're not bringing anything. Just hop on an airplane. Hey, that's true. What's uh, kind of right? What's the uh, man? There's a World War One uh, group up there with full scale shit. Uh, Runbeck. Yes. Have you been there? Uh, yeah, I went there uh, before I lived in New York. I went there, and uh, man, what a great place that is. Because I'm a big fan of uh, full scale airplanes too. I don't fly. I just like airplane history and like to look and touch airplanes right and rhinebeck is just this little place tucked in the mountains up there the little swath cut through the trees but you go there and there's these all old hangars just falling apart but inside you find <laughs> these old world war one airplanes world war one airplanes and bits and pieces there's no velvet ropes anywhere it's just all this stuff piled in the corners and it's probably been there for decades and they do this daily show with uh, these Really old airplanes. Some of them are replicas, but a lot of them are original or at least partially original. Wow. It, it's amazing. And then this one weekend a year, they do an RC event, too, that coincides with the full-scale stuff. Man, that's basically so, time travel. That's what I heard yeah, right there. It, yeah. yeah. So, and they the, the RC event is the same time frame as the, all the airplanes they have there. So I think it's pre-1935 something like that so no edfs or anything like that but it's just really cool that is awesome well that's uh, i mean that was kind of my dad's speed is uh he loved the world war one stuff and that was a that i don't want to say that was a goal for him to get there because it wasn't he knew he couldn't travel that far at this point yeah or at that point you know but uh when he figured that out man that was youtube gold for him because he was steadily watching it he was too Well, there's name. a place a little bit closer in uh, Kingsbury, out close to San Antonio. That's I mean, still a good hole for you guys, but oh, if you want to see, yeah, uh, if you want to see some full scale 
World War One stuff or vintage. They've got, I think, a triplane and Jenny and some other stuff out there to fly around. I didn't know that. Yeah, San Antonio's not a bad drive for us. We're no, headed not. there in uh, three weeks. Well, there as you a go. matter of fact, we're uh, we're gonna go go down and hang out at the super float. Oh, the super float! Yeah, yeah, that looks like a lot of fun. Oh, that's oh, it's gonna be good. I tell you, it what, might be that same field. That would be cool. <laughs> I'm, yeah, the type I'm probably of dude. making that up. I'm the type of dude for sure. We we wind up on one of those places and there's a two seat spot in one of them full scale old school airplanes. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a ride. Oh yeah, I'll figure it out. Whatever it costs. Bring your goggles. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I got some Ray Bans. We're okay. And and yeah. again, that, that's one of those deals, man. You you meet all these people. This guy, this poor guy, he's in New York and all this cool shit's going on. Yep. You know, I, I wish he could be around to come hang out with us. You know, no, yeah. I mean, well, I, he's closer to South Carolina than we are. Right. Am I? No, not really. Maybe He's not. not. No. Maybe you're not. No. How many hours is it for you? Uh, I haven't looked at it, but let's see. It's so, probably 12 or 13. Gene Gavin lives in Staten Island. Okay. And he is a he is a regular at the Jonal and one of you know my World War One inspirations. Yeah. And he's also a retired firefighter that. You know, dealt with nine eleven and this, that, and the other. So that I mean, he's really just a cool dude and has a has a whole list of stories. You know, well, but it, he he. How far is that guy away? It's fourteen hours for him. What is it Ooh. for us, man? Because I know where I'm from in North Carolina, which that's in South Carolina. It's twenty two hours doorstep to doorstep. Ooh. Right. Uh, so from sitting right here to the doorstep out there is sixteen hours, depending on stops. Right. That's really not horrible. No, it's really not. I drove 12, right at 12 to go to uh, Kentucky Jets last year. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you're t- if you're anything over eight hours, I mean, man, it's a haul, right. you know, no matter what you're doing. Yep. So. And that's, uh, we're dragging a trailer. I think if you're in a car, you know, not dragging a trailer, not messing around with all that and just went, it, you could cut it down, but. Well, seeing what I see on Facebook, we're messing out. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I and I feel I, bad about it. I, I don't because this this would have been year 15 for me, I think. Right. 14 or 15. Well, we had a little lull there because they shut it down because of uh Right. Yeah, the world, the world you yeah. know, whatever. Uh, and I understand it, but... Uh. Well, I know ever since I said, hey, I'm going next year, they haven't had it. And then this year was the one year that I'm going. And then I'm like, wait, I got a job. I can't go. Right, yeah. Don't take it personally. Oh, Casey's coming home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. This is the year I said, man, I can't go, and now it's on. You know, Every right. year I said I could go, it wasn't. Right. Yep. It's all my fault. I'll take no it. No coincidence there. None. Zero. But but it's also, it's the 40th year. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a big deal. They're having fun. Uh, I saw your guys out there went live with, uh, Joe Vermillion from Balsa USA, yep. which is, yep. you know, he's a big supporter of us and I'm sure a big supporter of oh, you, absolutely. you know, I love Joe. Yep. He's uh, good people. uh, they're out there watching him fly his Albatross standing right next to him, dude. And, I, and that right now for me at the Joe Nall is the best time dude, cause we can walk out there with a world war one airplane and just have at it. Yeah. That that's yeah. probably one of my most fun memories is uh Larry Daniels, uh one of our guys, you know, he went he went with us one year 
and I've got a third scale Newport 17 and he, Will, and I walked out there and we literally passed the radio around between all three of us just flying that airplane for 20 or 30 minutes, however long we flew it. Right. And it was it was a great time. Right now is when you're flying. Yeah. Or when I'm flying. Well, man, some of the best times that I've ever had flying an airplane was when you broke out some old school stuff and we all just passed the transmitter around. Right. And that was back when I really didn't, I mean... I don't fly good now, but I really didn't fly good then. You're like, here, fly this. And I'm like, oh, I don't want it. Ah, okay, I got it. He's like, you better take it or it's going to crash. Like, All right. Oh, God. Hey, that's you my know. move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, but no, that's some good I, stuff. I handed him a third scale D7, you know, and it, it, it's it got a G62 and a prop drive. It spins like a 34-inch prop, you know, and this thing's just cruising by at like quarter power. And I'm pretty green at that point. <laughs> it's just a big it's was, just a big pussy cat right. it, i was it's pretty not, green no it felt dude it felt awesome that was like the first giant scale airplane that i've ever flown and wow what a way to pop your cherry right you know? yeah right yeah, yeah. The, the first time i flew an edf that's what happened to me guy down at sharks field in shreveport i was watching him fly talking about how nice his airplane was he got a phone call he threw the transmitter at me and turned around and walked off. Uh, 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 here, fly this. Yeah. <laughs> here, you got this right. All right, I'm going to be over here. Yeah. But, I mean, that's just how we are. That's, I mean, that's how I was brought up. The The first giant-scale airplane I ever flew was a third-scale SIG Spacewalker with a OSFF320 Pegasus on it. How many um, cylinders is that? Four. Okay, opposed. Yes, like flat opposed. All right. Yeah, boxer. But it was glow. Man. It wasn't. It wasn't gas. It was glow power. Glow power. Yeah. So you had to light each glow plug, and I mean, you know, it was it was sketchy at best, but it was fun. Right. Once yeah. you got it going, what, it was all right. Yeah. What would that engine go for today? Uh man, I've seen them listed like new in the box for anywhere from twelve hundred to two thousand. Just depends on what somebody's willing to pay for them. Right. Yeah. How much were they back then? Uh, kind of about the same, really. I mean, they're not. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> fucking dog. <laughs> Jeez. She <laughs> don't even care. Just bloop, done. The, the Clint Zoo over here. <sighs> I love my dog. Had oh. her had her a year today. Yeah, your dog's cool. It's that other one. I know. I know. Trust me. I know. <laughs> but uh, what do you do? Uh, so my dad got me with that dog yeah he did yeah he got me good and he told me he was getting me before he died he said that dog's <laughs> your problem uh-huh i know yeah 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 he got you yeah he did oh he got what kind me. of dog is it a weimariner okay and it's it's actually it's a really good dog but the only way it knows how to show any kind of emotion is barking yep which is a trait of a Weimer, well, unfortunately. It's an unfortunate trait. It's, it is. It's an unfortunate trait. Boy. Cause I'm impressed, though. I hadn't jacked anything up tonight too bad. I know. Right. Yeah. Well, Not as young. We just stopped talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, let's knock on this wood right here. <laughs> I can tell Terry's one of us. He's got it. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. It'll be all right. Well, my uh, puppy Clyde's around here somewhere. When he starts walking around, you'll hear his nails clacking on the floor. Yeah. But uh, we got him in Lubbock, and he is a Malamute Shepherd mix. So basically just a ball of fur. <laughs> right. And he loves it up here. He did okay in Lubbock, but he loves the cold weather up here. Yeah. So the only problem is he sheds like 
I didn't know a dog could shed so much. <laughs> you you look down on the ground and there's a dog laying there and it ain't the dog, it's its hair. That's one of my pre qualifications when getting a dog is does this dog shed? You had to fucking say something. Yeah. <laughs> I said does this dog shed? What do you mean I had to say something? About the barking. Oh yeah. There we go. The shit show has ensued. Thanks, Casey. I need you to take a shot of whiskey and then say I love what we do, if we could do that. (laughs) Yeah. As Clint opens a bottle, I'm going to narrate this. Yep, there it goes. Yep, Katie. Ah, I love what we do. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) On command. You heard it here, folks. Terry, I had a question. Go ahead. Uh, Before we started recording, you mentioned that you used to work at Johnson Space Center. I did. I was curious. What did you do there? Well, um, two main jobs while I was there. I was there for 16 years. The first half of that, I worked in the Mission Control Center. Oh, and cool. Did uh, yeah, mostly computer stuff. I wasn't a flight controller, but I worked with a team of people. We pretended to be flight controllers. So before a mission went up, we would go in and make sure all the stuff in the Mission Control Center worked. Gotcha. So and, you know they have 50 people. Though they would have, it's all past tense now. They would have 50 people running a flight where we would have 10 people go in and pretend to be those 50 people. And we would uh, connect with the simulators and they would pretend to be the shuttle and we'd transfer data back and forth and work all the things and just make sure uh, stuff was kosher before the shuttle went up. Okay. So that was the first half. And then the second half, I worked at the neutral buoyancy lab, which is the big pool where they train for uh, spacewalks. I know what that is, yeah. Yeah, so I went there and I became a hardware engineer working on the tools that the astronauts use and also on the spacesuits. Cool. And that was a sweet gig. I love that. <laughs> I went home every day with grease under my fingernails, and got to work with astronauts, and actually got to, I had dive privileges in the pool, so I was able to dive in there. And a couple of times I got to get in a spacesuit and get in the pool. Nice. Pretend to be an astronaut. Yeah. That was a great gig. I hated to lose it. That sounds pretty cool, man. So yeah. what do you do now? Just wondering. Well, I work for Tesla up here in Buffalo now as wow. a technical writer. That's that's different. It, it is. And uh, like most of the jobs I've ever had, I kind of fell into it. So when I was working at NASA, uh, one of my side hustles was writing articles for RC airplane magazines. Right. And so that continued. And so then when we came up here to Buffalo, I had some background as a writer and then they were looking for a technical writer, and they actually uh, looked me up on LinkedIn, and that was a couple of years ago. Wow. So, nice. Yeah. yeah. It's not a so, bad gig. So what all what all magazines have you wrote for? Just wondering. Uh, I started with FlyRC, which is now gone. Uh, then I worked for RC Report for a little while. They're now gone. And let's see, then I switched to uh, model airplane, not model airplane news, uh, model aviation. And uh, I've been with them since I think like 2012. So okay. I do reviews and uh, I'm the electric columnist now. And, oh, and I also wrote for uh, tested.com for a while. Oh, okay. I don't know if you're, does that ring a bell for anybody? Because I didn't know about it. I don't I either. Uh, yeah. I'm I've sorry. watched a few of their videos. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, how does one how does one find that gig? I mean, that's something that it it, it, it amazes me that 
we even know somebody who has wrote for a magazine. Right. That's you know, good. But, but the next question is how does one find that gig? I mean, that's a, that to me, that is a pretty serious deal. You know, um, writing for somebody who, uh, or writing for a magazine that's going to be, be seen across the country, you know? I mean, right. uh, I think you give it more weight than it really has. Yeah. The, the, the way I started with it is, uh, you know, Fly RC was new at the time, but um, I had an idea for a quick how-to thing I wanted to do. So I just emailed the editor and said, hey, I'd like to write an article about this. They said, okay, send it to me. And then that just morphed into doing other stuff for them and eventually well, uh, became a, a regular thing. I, I'm going to tell you that some of the some of the people that I know around here and that I'm friends with or brothers with or whatever you want to call it are some of the most talented people you could ever meet i mean we i've got two of them sitting in front of me you know and neither one of them will admit to it man ah dude i'm faking it but uh, but at the end of the day if you've ever seen any of the photography work that casey's done or if you've ever seen any of the the printing work that jason's done or you know just design period this guy does yeah stop it and and then and i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and pull clay ricks into this you know, seeing some of the shit that he's done here recently with uh, with the laser and everything that he's yeah. done. What's cool about know, Clay, you put an idea in his head, he's going to figure out how to make it right. Absolutely <laughs> he know? is, you know. And it's just, it's amazing to me because I'm not built that way. I, I kind of am, but I'm not, you know. I'll find a solution to a problem, but well, it you, may not. <laughs> you love engines. You know? Right. That's your deal. Yeah. And that's good. <laughs> We, yeah. all, we all got our little spots. That's what's awesome about it. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm I, I'm sitting here thinking, man, this guy, he's writing articles and he's doing all this cool shit, you Dude, know? Dude, that's hard, too, because, man, I, I was asked to write an article and I'm still kind of working on it. And I'm one of those bastards. I write three lines like, nah, that sucks. Why that? <laughs> you know, all right, another paragraph. And I look, I'm like, ah, no, that's not good. Yeah, throw that in the trash. Uh, so it's, it's awful. So, man. Terry, my question is, is it just kind of a write it down and send it and hope, or do you actually? I mean, how much thought process do you really have to put into it? Uh, that's a good question. I think it depends on what you're writing about, whether it's a how-to or a review or an event report or something like that. They all take a little bit different approach. But I'll tell you this: magazine editors are hungry for content, so they're out there scrambling for people i've had to turn down a couple reviews lately because i didn't have the time to do them so i think most people would be surprised to hear that that i i I don't want an airplane to show up on my doorstep to write about so (laughs) that kind of ain't no shit i understand i understand actually (laughs) yeah so i would say if you have an idea about something email an editor they'll probably say yeah man send me what you got out they're gonna we have can to use that. They're gonna have to be a damn good editor because I could throw some <laughs> bullshit down real quick, but you're gonna have to like read through the lines and make make it sensible. Well, yeah. that's their job. <laughs> so, and they'll tell you there's people that they edit more heavily than others. So that's what they do. They, their job is to take what you give them and make it something palatable for the magazine. Right. Yeah. So I could throw some. Don't stuff be together. shy. Yeah, I could throw some stuff together, but you better have somebody that's really good with punctuation and spelling because I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> See, I don't. I don't well, have a problem with the punctuation or the spelling. It's 
I have so many different thoughts in my head. It's hard to put them all into words. Right. For for one one subject or another. Anyway. Well, man, like this show, dude, we don't edit this. We just sit down and we do it right. and it goes out, you know. <laughs> um, back in the day when we kind of started out, I really wanted to be edit heavy. And I figured out real quick, nope, yep. nope, nope. And it's kind of the same for me. You know, on our podcast, we were the same way at first. We wanted everything just so. Yeah, and then you're like, man, ain't nobody got time for that, right? I had I just thought of perfection, and then I realized quickly, nope. Yeah. Well, so I I would just keep talking. You just had to fucking say something. I didn't have to. Say uh, so one one of the things that I think we figured out right off the bat is people wanted us for us, yep. right? You know, which if you if you hear me on this microphone or you meet me in person, I'm still at cheese grater. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, Jason's over here like on the, I can, I can on, agree with on the side of your face, just rubbing like nice you know, and slow I, and painful. But but still, whether you hear me here or you're dealing with me in person, it's all kind of the same. It's exactly you know? the same. They're they're getting the uh, real Clint, right? Yeah. I, I, well. <laughs> One of one of my sayings is, man, I ain't got time to bullshit. You man, know, man. I mean, what the fuck? Is, what do you want to talk about? Let's talk about it. Right. You know, you got a problem with me? Let's go. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't care. <laughs> Why is it always going to be a problem? <laughs> have you met me? I'm just saying. I it, mean, it's, it's always, always a problem. A problem. Well, no. I, I have worked with this guy when we were both getting paid. <laughs> yeah. I hung out with him at the field. I hung out with him during the podcast. There are very few times I can tell you when I've actually heard him hold his tongue. Right. No. Period. No. You you get what you get. That, that is a fact. Uh, but that uh, that's one of the reasons I just got the promotion I did. You well, get what you get. You know. Well, man, really, like for me, I like people like you because I know exactly where I stand. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to guess about it. Man, I wonder what Clint's thinking about this. No, you ain't got to worry about that. He's gonna tell you. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I like you know, that. It's funny, uh, coming from Lubbock, you know, we like living in Lubbock a lot, but we found that there was a, a veil of politeness over everything huh. that made a lot of people seem kind of fake. Right. And people were often too polite to say their own feelings. Like If somebody wouldn't leave at a, a, a green light, nobody's going to honk at them. I'm like, right. Just honk, <laughs> let's go, come on, people. Don't be so dadgum nice. And so then there was an adjustment coming up here to Buffalo. People are just going to tell you what they think. They're not mean. They're not rude. They're just they're cutting right to the chase. Right. And at first I was put off by it, but now that's, I'll probably be considered rude when I go back to Texas. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. New York's a bit different. Yeah. Man, closest I've been to New York, I spent a little time in Boston helping a buddy record an album. And uh, it that from, from being from Oklahoma, that was a pretty big mind trip culture shock it was it was kind of culture shock you know and going to some of the clubs and stuff like that and meeting people and hanging out talking to guys and they're like you guys are still playing cowboys and indians down there right (laughs) no not really man the covered wagons are kind of put up we're we're kind of modernized man (laughs) you know but we're up to model t's now right but man i mean really you get into places like that man i mean like Something as small as like I'm, dude. I'm walking into a Dunkin' Donuts to get some coffee. Some guys behind me. I open up the door, you know, let him go in first, and he's looking at me like, "Who the fuck are you? What you want from me? <laughs> right? Why are you holding the door for me? You were here first. Why aren't you going? I'm like, well, no, no, it's cool, man. You go ahead. I'll, I'm, I'm right behind you. I mean, what, what is this? A two minute difference in my coffee? Fuck it. You know? Right. 
No, but no, no, everything's sped up that general direction. I don't know exactly where you're at, but where I was at in Boston, I mean, it was. Like, you get up to the register and you, like, go, uh, they're going to go next. Yep. <laughs> you know? You walk into a McDonald's and they're like, uh, what can I do for you? And you're like, ah, and they're like, next. They, they don't, I mean, that was too long. You need to tell them what you want. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Buffalo's not East Coast. Uh, we're actually six hours from New York City. Okay. I would say there's a much more Midwest feel here All right. than, than uh, like New York or D.C. or Philly. So uh, I like it. I came up here scared to death, but uh, I fell in love with the place. And the summers are amazing. If you can make it through the winter, the summer's worth it. Right. Have you been down to the uh, Air Force Museum in Dayton? Dayton? No. That's a... I think five or six hours for me. And I keep okay. telling myself that's a day trip or a weekend trip, but it hasn't happened yet. Well, let me tell you, it's worth it. It's about the only thing in Ohio that I would go back to, but it's worth <laughs> it. I, I lived in Wilmington, Ohio, which is about 20, 30 minutes from Dayton for three years. Oh, um, wow. Uh, the airport there was the largest privately owned airport in the United States when I was working there. It was uh, Airborne Express's main hub. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I, I the. The Air Force Museum is on my list, and I've heard one day is not enough. Like, three days is still kind of pushing it. Yeah, I, I've been there probably three times, but it, you definitely at least want the whole day. Um, it, it It is really interesting. There's a lot of cool stuff there, man. Yeah, um, and there's an RC shop right outside the gate. I haven't been to that yet. I haven't done Radical that. Radical RC. Yeah, I haven't been there either, but, yeah, they're uh, pretty well known, or they were at one time. Nice. Yep. Yeah, like I said, I lived in that area for about three years, and uh, that was the last place I lived before I joined the Air Force. So, um, the Air Force Museum is cool; I like it. Yeah, I think they do an RC event there too at yes. the Air Force Museum. Yes, they do. Actually, I can't remember the name of the event, but they do. Yes, you're correct. On is that the like Dawn Patrol, or no? Maybe I'm making that up. There's no. there's something there. But... Yeah, I don't remember the name of it, but you're absolutely right. They do an event there once a year. So I guess there's a club base there, or close to it. Um, I'm not sure. When when I lived there, I was uh, I, I was really when I started out. I was actually when I had the e starter, and uh, uh-huh. I was in like I said in Wilmington, and I went to the city park there and flew actually. And oh, at, cool. at, at that time, it, it wasn't a big deal in 2000, yeah. 2003, 2002. So it wasn't a big deal to fly an electric airplane in the city park, you know. Yep, those were the days. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> but actually, uh, Brett Becker, the guy who won Top Gun, won a couple of times, right, with his U2, he lives in Dayton. So I'd okay. be interested to see where he flies. Absolutely, he, yeah. He he just donated that U2 to the AMA Museum. I saw that. Yeah. Man, yeah. And that's the place I haven't been either is the AMA Museum. I haven't got a chance to go there. Yeah, I have been there. That's pretty cool. Man, speaking of the U2, now this is something crazy, <clears throat> which uh, Clay or Larry's not here to uh, collaborate on the story, but when we were at uh, Reno and Dead Cow, there was a guy that flew, man, I believe he flew in in a uh, Cub Crafters uh, Cub, and uh, he was actually a U2 pilot. And he okay. showed us some pictures that were on his phone that were absolutely stunning. Absolutely uh, stunning. Where you see the curvature of the earth? Yep, yeah, absolutely. Uh, wow. Yeah, it was it was amazing. 
And dude, that was what's crazy about that event. You're just kind of hanging out with guys like that, and you're sitting there, hey man, you want a beer? Yeah, and you're talking and everything like that. Next thing you know, you find out this guy's like a YouTube pilot, and then he does stuff for Red Bull and all kinds. Dude, I'm like, I made some really wrong life choices. You know, the, these guys are like doing it. Yeah. You know, if that's one thing I've learned from this whole experience of writing articles and being on the podcast, it's you figure out just how small and tight this RC community is. Yep. And then that morphs over into figuring out how small the aviation community is. Yeah. So it's not weird at all for me to be talking to somebody and then we have a mutual friend somewhere three states away. Oh, yeah. And, I'll, man, I'll have somebody that comes in, uh, you know, at work or something like that, and we get to talking a little bit. And, you know, I work in the car business, so you're asking people their VIN number or something like that, and they're, like, hitting that phonetic alphabet perfect. And you're like, are you a pilot? <laughs> and they're like, actually, I am. I'm like, yeah, I could tell because the way you just read that off there, you 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 actually know the phonetic alphabet. That's perfect, you know? Yeah. And, you ever and use it, the phonetic and somebody gives you the string just look? Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> I'll be reading somebody's phone number back, and I'm like, oh, it's 405, blah, 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 in triple eight seventy. You know, they're like, what? You know, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I say it's up weird. It's okay. Yeah, I was doing that the other day, trying to tell somebody something over the phone. Yep. I'm like, what did you say? And so then I did it phonetically. Like, right. I have no idea what you're talking about. Right, yeah. <laughs> we got there eventually. Oh, yeah. No, it's good. But, man, I mean, just the people you run into. I mean, just in my line of work, you know, you get to talk to pilots. Hey, that's awesome. I'm like, well, I used to fly full scale, but, you know, it kind of got to a point where it was a little bit more expensive than what I could afford. And uh, hey, I yeah. found RC, and now it's over. So yeah. uh, so I'm not trying to interrupt or change the subject here, but we have a Jason Donhockle post on the RC Scrap Pile page. Okay. And the most important thing is check out the valve stem cap. At the Joe Nall. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> Somebody 3D printed a penis. I'm yes. Say. <laughs> As a foul stem cap? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, when we went to Dead Cow, uh, old Kevin Quinn got a uh, old penis valve stem cover on his uh, Cub Crafters. <laughs> Cub. <laughs> he sure did. And the sad part, he's going to listen to this and actually go look because we hadn't heard about it yet. No, I'm sure he found it. Well, what I did is I set Kyle Bushman up to go do that. I was like, hey, man, we got this game we play. I got these. He was, oh, that's perfect. And it went straight over to Kevin Quinn's airplane and put them on there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if you don't know who Kevin Quinn is, look it up. Look it up. All right. So somebody has a bucket of these things somewhere. Uh, yeah. Well... <laughs> So here's the <laughs> so here's the problem is this all started with a box, and it was Larry's box of dicks, and <sighs> I don't even know how this even happened. But I, yeah, I don't either. There was a Ziploc bag full of no, no, no. The, the box is still in my trailer. Yeah, of Larry's box of dicks, and they were three D printed penises. penises. That would that had threads in them for valve stem caps on tires and right everywhere we have gone somebody has got gotten right <laughs> yeah <laughs> so for a short while in Lubbock I worked in the injection molding industry and so I'm just picturing somewhere out there there's an injection mold 
that was used to make all of these. Actually, they're Some, they're 3D printed. Uh, yeah. oh, the three, oh, you probably said that. Okay. Yeah. Either, well, then there's a 3D model out there somewhere. Yes, right. that, yeah, that is absolutely true. They are not ana- anatomically correct. They're, uh, you know, miniature scale for valve stems. Speak for yourself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I will say the black ones are a little bigger. <clears throat> well, they might be. Yeah. <laughs> There it is. <laughs> Fucking Clint. I told I had a talk with him. I was like, we're gonna keep this good tonight, right? Yep. That went out the window. Thankfully I prepared for that. Well, I yep. was drinking my drink at yeah, time. Yeah. If I hadn't prepared, that would have been everywhere. <laughs> damn it, damn it, Clint. I, we I talked about this. I, I promise you I sent one on uh fuck. Damn dogs. Uh, I sent one to Washington on a trailer. I, <laughs> right. I've never heard about that, but yep. uh, I, I know that I spun it on there myself. Well, so. if it's not something you're looking for. You... <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, there's a possibility it's at the Jonal right now. That I don't know. You know, possible. I mean, it's just kind of one of those deals. I don't know how that guy got there. I don't know how this <laughs> game started, and I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> I know we have got we haven't got a little heat, but I I have had my ass chewed a couple times because uh, not last year or not this last Skinner's, but the one before, there was this motorbike that went across the runway at about midnight that wouldn't start, and it had a couple on it. And that guy, he I got a talking to about it. Well, I'm not gonna lie to you. Every time I go to an event where I drive my own vehicle, I'm walking around that. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Every time, uh, I'm, I want to back up for oh yeah five minutes here. Uh-oh. Uh oh, <laughs> no no no. We're Jason talk, has we're good content. About the, uh, yeah, <laughs> the National Museum of the Air Force. Right. So I looked it up, and that is the Dayton, Ohio Giant Scalers is the name of the club. The dogs. Okay. This guy's cool. being legitimate. Oh yeah. And their next event there is scheduled for Friday, June thirtieth. What's through, that dog's deal? Through Sunday, July second, twenty twenty three. It's not far away. Yep, that's pretty cool. Well, twenty twenty three. So next next next. Year. Oh, the, oh. They said the the event this year was uh, canceled due to lack of funding. I'm I'm looking at this on their website. So I was curious. I had to look it up. Sounds well, like we need to get them funded. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of funding do you need? I mean, we're fun. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be there, and we done did it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That sounds like funding to me. <laughs> yeah, going back to uh, talking about the interesting people you meet, when I was in Houston, I flew out at uh, the Johnson Space Center RC Club, and that's inside the gates of JSC, and, and they have a really cool facility there. Nice. And they actually used to do some like testing for the shuttle carrier aircraft where they made an RC model of it, they put a model shuttle on top and made sure that concept was going to work. I've seen pictures of that. Yeah, that might be in the AMA museum now. Uh, yeah, don't don't trust me on that. That is but, uh, super cool. Well, man, yeah. really, you think about it, the people are like testing real world things on toys that we play with. Oh, I mean, basically, yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. I've actually seen yeah. um, video of the, uh, I believe it's Spaceship One that has the feathering mechanism. Yep. Oh yeah. That was a, yeah. a model airplane, and they they were flying around like outside the hangar. Take it up. Activate the feathering mechanism, let it fall, you know, a couple hundred feet. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, 
And it, well, I'm, that, this is all connected because the guy that built that works for Scaled Composites. His name is Dan Craig, and he designed the IFO, which is a popular model back then. Yeah, I remember that. I, I met him at the AMA Expo a couple years ago, and he and I went out to the Intrepid Museum and spent the day out there hanging out, talking to airplanes. And I was like, wow, I can't believe I'm hanging out with Dan Craig. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> and awesome. The, and the, yeah, the community is so small. And then my original story I was telling is out of JSC. I was flying out there one day on a normal day and this guy comes up and wants to get training. So I talked to him and then after a couple of phone calls back and forth after that, found out he's the the prime pilot of the shuttle carrier aircraft. Oh, so wow. he was flying the 747 that takes the shuttles everywhere. Wow. He's out there <laughs> trying to fly RC. Wow. All right. So, now, hey. Yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah. Now, from your point of view, so we definitely have some like full-scale pilots come out to the field every once in a while with a new aircraft, never flown RC, and these guys are like, oh, no, I fly full-scale. It's going to be good. I'm like, oh, okay, great. It always ends in tragedy. Yeah. It always, <laughs> like, yeah. it's it's the same, but it's different. Yeah, you're outside of that seat. Yep. Yeah. Right That's is left, it. left is right, yep. and, and you're not feeling it. Yep. So I've I've seen both examples. If they're humble enough to accept that, they don't know it all. Right. And that things are going to be different. It's usually fine. They already have that understanding of how the aerodynamics works and all that stuff. But yeah, the example you're talking about where, you know, get out of my way. I know what I'm doing, kid. Yeah. Right. The, the, <laughs> it, it, it ends badly. Well, man, I've, I've really noticed that if you're in RC and you kind of go over to full scale, you kind of have a better idea than when if you go full scale to RC. It's a little bit of a backwards learning curve. I was actually going to say the exact same thing. Yeah. I, I know a lot of full-scale pilots. Or, 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 yeah, that's what you do. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I know a lot of full-scale pilots. And, yes, it's it's easier to go from a model to a full-scale airplane than vice versa. Right. Uh, as far as the stick and rudder flying part of, yeah. of the job is, yes. Um, it, it's interesting that it works that way, but it's, it's totally true. You, right. I don't care who you are. If you've never flown an RC airplane before, more than likely you're going to crash it without any help on the first try. Oh yeah, yep. definitely. But so, I can't. yeah, that's my. Uh, sorry, I keep interrupting you. No, no, you're good, man. Um, so that's my gripe about the the flight test stuff. Now that I'm, I give them all the credit in the world for getting kids back into the hobby and doing all the stuff they do. But there's so many people I run into who build their models, who have never built anything before, and they try to fly them. They've never flown anything before. So they end up, they don't know what they don't know. And then they often bash their heads against the wall because you know, they have to tear up three airplanes before they can get around the pattern once. Right. Yeah. So if they just had one person who could come in and say, no, the ailerons move this way. Or, hey, you don't want an F-16 for your first model. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just, just that kind of stuff. I, th I think that's the missing link where they could really be super helpful. Yeah, the old guy showing up the field with a P-51 Mustang that's never flown anything in his life. He's like, dude, yeah, I, I think everything's good. You want to help yeah, me out? I flew these in the war. Yeah, yeah, abso <laughs> absolutely. That's one of those things. That's kind of when I knew that I kind of was – cool in the click is when you show up to the field and like, hey i've got this plane i need to maiden will you help me fly it right and then half of me is like hell yeah and then the other half of me is like wait a minute how'd you set this up let's look at this real quick yeah. you know and <laughs> then you have the disclaimer right i ain't gonna try to crash your airplane right but, but 
I'll give it a shot. If if it ends well, it ends well. If it doesn't, it doesn't. There's probably a better shot of me flying it than you, but I don't want to guarantee this. You know? <laughs> yep. But man, those are dude, that has taught me more about this hobby than anything else is flying somebody's poorly set up airplane. If you could fly yeah. somebody's poorly set up airplane and get it back and then show them how to set it up and get everything good, that that's yeah. a good day. That's a really good day. In um, Columbus, Ohio, when I lived in Wilmington, I'd drive over to Columbus during the winter. Every two weeks, they had an indoor flying event. And it was a lot of fun. Oh, you go cool. fly indoor, and they had a uh, golf dome that they rented out. Like I said, every two weeks on, like, Saturday. And it was it was great. It was a good place to fly. But that happened to me a lot. I built a, built a few airplanes. I'd take them there and fly around. And I'd have guys that would build an airplane that week and ask me to fly it for them. Right. And that is nerve-wracking. I don't like it flying is. other people's aircraft in the first place. But then to know the plane hasn't flown before and they want me to try it out. Right. And I would do it. But, man, that was nerve-wracking. It's just it's not my favorite feeling. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I think I used to be pretty nervous about it. It doesn't bother me so much anymore. Especially if you have a good flight and you put it back down and the relief on their face knowing that the thing they built flies. And, right, right. Yeah. And they got to watch it without, you know, shaking and sweating so there's certainly value to it well man i'm still that way like if i put something together and i've got my blood sweat and tears in it and i'm a little bit apprehensive to fly it i've got some buddies that they're on point they're going to be stout i i if if they crash it then i would have probably wasted it you know and it does it feels better like even if you're like watching videos of models that you just bought you see how it flies you see the flight characteristics you see you know, kind of what it's capable of. It makes you feel better about going to fly. If that yeah. makes any sense. If that man, if it wasn't for YouTube and some of these, uh, you know, outlets that we have to kind of learn about some of this stuff, I'd be more pent up and and psycho. But if I could watch it, oh, okay, that looks good. I, I I shouldn't have to worry about this. Or somebody flies it for me, it gives me the confidence. Hey, this shit works. I'm good. You know, you can read the reviews, but you can't trust those guys. Well, no, no. I think you, I think you can trust those guys because I mean, most of the people putting out reviews and doing stuff nowadays, they're they're pretty legit on it. You know, <clears throat> nobody really sugarcoats a whole lot. Now, you might be sponsored by X brand or whatever that it is, and and you want to do justice to that brand. But most of the guys that are putting out reviews now are pretty legit. They tell it how it is, and and I mean, there's a lot of guys out there like Pilot Ryan or. You know, um, there do. I mean, a lot of guys out there that are really putting out some good content that kind of give you an idea of what you might buy, what you might get into, and how it's going to be. And I feel like most of those guys are pretty legit on it. I haven't been burnt once. You wouldn't last long if you weren't that way. Right. <laughs> yeah, the veil would be lifted pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's it's important being able to trust a review. Yeah. As far as deciding what to get next. Well, know. I'm one of those guys, too. When I look at a review, I'm not looking at the negative. I'm not looking at the positive. I'm going to average them out between the between yeah. the two, you know? And then, yeah. really, at the end of the day, it's how you feel about it. It's not about what they said or anything like that. Now, if they can give you some information to make an informed decision, that's amazing. Yeah. You know, yeah. but but at the end of the day, it's how you feel about it. Yeah. And that's always been my philosophy when I do reviews is I'm not – trying to give you a thumbs up or a thumbs down at the end of it. I'm going to show you what's inside the box and whatever problems there are. And if I point out a problem, I'm going to tell you how I fixed it. So right. you have an idea of how to approach that. Yep. And then I'll tell you what I thought about how it flies while recognizing that there's a lot of variables that affect that. <laughs> right. That yeah. 
that I can't affect in your workshop. So, yeah. So yeah, that's it. It's just kind of an inside sneak peek and take from it whatever you can. That's it. And I'll tell you what, YouTube has sold more airplanes than anything I've ever seen. Right? Man, I will watch that stuff. I'm like, yeah, I got to have that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's- and that that's how the magazine stuff has changed lately. I can't do a review anymore without a video to go along with it. Right. Yeah. It's a uh, standard issue now. Yep. Have, have you ever reviewed an aircraft that you didn't like at all? Um, I mean, you don't have to say names or anything like that. I'm just curious. Yeah, yeah, that's no, a good I, question. I don't recall. I don't think there's been anything like that, but there have been some that you know, I mentioned. If there's problems, you point them out. Right. And there, there was at least one I can remember where I had the stuff I didn't like in the article, and then you know the magazine editors work with the manufacturers to to get the stuff, and sometimes they'll let them do a preview of the article before it goes to print. And there was one time where they said. No, we don't want that going to print. So thanks, but <laughs> right. no thanks. Right. But you know, for the most part, everything's been hands off, and editors let me write what I think. So okay. Yeah, I don't think there's been any uh, any sort of uh, snowing of anything. We got old Kurt Sider out here at the Joan All Eaton Chips and Dip. Yeah. <laughs> Who's that guy? I haven't heard that voice in ten minutes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Man. Uh, well, Don Hockle's at the Joan All, and yep. it, it it's all going the live sul- action right now. The Sultan of Smoke, Kurt Sider. Right. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Sultan of Smoke. Yeah, if you hadn't messed with one of his smoke pumps, man, you need to. If, Dude, if, I'm about to drop kick your dog. <laughs> uh, I give up. I, I, I don't know what the fuck the deal is. Let me find out. I mean, I love not paying seven hundred fifty dollars a month for a studio, but at the other end of that, <laughs> oh man, jeez. Well, man, I tell you what, let's take a little break. We'll be right back. This welcome back is brought to you by Fortitude RC. That's F-O-U-R-T-I-T-U-D-E-R-C.com. Use code welcome back for 10% off your purchase. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am stuck in Welcome back to the RC scrap pile. That didn't hurt my ears or anything. Yeah, is that all you got? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that was a good one, too. Shit. It was, uh, man. It was pretty good. I liked it. <laughs> we got those compressors in place. Those right. noise levels yeah, yeah, in yeah, place. Yeah. You know. yeah, we got all this good shit going on. On the, on somebody's car stereo, sounds exactly the same to us. I can't hear anymore. Right. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be all right. Yeah. Mr. Terry Dunn. Dude, this has been a good one, man. I, oh, I, yeah. I've enjoyed this, man. Terry, Terry's on point, man. Yeah, absolutely he is. Way more on point than we are. Uh, yeah. So, man, <laughs> that kind of leads me to... Uh, here's kind of what I'm thinking. So, man, he's got an, uh, you know a podcast that he does with uh, Fitz and Lee, um, RC Roundtable Podcast, which I listen to this. I'm not going to say that I listen to it religiously, but, but it is something that I do listen to. And man, what, uh, 
Explain Lee and Fitz to us. Like, pick one and, like, tell us a little <laughs> bit about them. Did, Nothing. Did we lose you? Oh, wait. Oh, hey, wait. There how, we go. How about there? Are you there, Terry? <laughs> What? Yeah. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, well, yeah. 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 Sorry. Technical difficulty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving faders didn't move faders. Stuff happens. Did uh, you did no, you hear anything I said? No, I heard all of you guys. Okay, perfect. I was like, man, they're being rude to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Casey's fault. Here it's it my bad. Honeymoon's over. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. I still love you, though. I love you, too. Yeah, that was weird. I'm sorry. I put you in that position. You felt like you had to say that, right? Yeah. <laughs> but no, um, like what I was saying, man, as, as as I've definitely listened to your podcast. Now, do I listen to every episode? Probably not, but I do listen to it. Um, you know, and, and Fitz is one of those guys that, man, he seems really, really technical. And Lee is kind of the same way, which me and Lee, I think, are more on the same plane because he's into photography and things like that. But But Fitz seems like the technical guy. Am I wrong there? Um, are you asking me what's their deal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. He went there. What's your deal? Absolutely. Um, man, how do you describe them? So, you know, Fitz is an interesting guy. And the neat thing about him, knowing him like I do, um, he's a pretty shy guy in person. But you put him in front of a camera or a microphone, and this alter ego just comes out. Right. And, and he can talk with the best of them. And he's got that awesome baritone voice that he really does. Loves. He's got the yeah. he's got the perfect voice. So, and both sides of him are completely sincere. So he's not faking any of this. But it's just funny how he changes from one to the other. Um, but yeah, he's a technical minded guy. He likes to experiment with things and he's also into plastic models and robots. And I make fun of him all the time because he's got all these other interests that dilute his RC activities. So he needs to get rid of that other stuff and just focus on doing RC stuff. Right. But, uh, he ain't having it. <laughs> so yeah, he's an interesting guy and he works at NASA as well. He's been wow. there for a long time. That's yeah. awesome. Well, man, he's got a really solid YouTube channel where he does reviews and stuff like that. His model airplane reviews. Is that correct? Yeah, he does yep. all sorts of stuff. Yep. He, he runs a, a boat event out in Houston that's become really popular. And, man, I always thought it was crazy, you know, that, I, man, I mean, I kind of got into the hobby, and you, you stumble across this guy's, you know, videos and things like that. Dude, he's done reviews on a bunch of planes that made me buy an airplane, you know? Well, there you go. Yeah, that's the and that's been, the ultimate um, compliment. When somebody makes a video like that, you say, "Yeah, because of your yep. video, I bought the airplane, Absolutely. and I love it." That's what it's about, right? And man, we've got a really yeah. good mutual friend, old Thomas Wheeland at uh, Legend Hobby. Man, that uh, oh yeah, yeah. Does, does a lot of cool. I mean, I've seen Fitz do a lot of uh, stuff and content for him. And uh, when I got the opportunity to do that, man, it was it was pretty good. Which I'm slacking on it. I'm waiting for better weather. And everything to get green so I can do some stuff. But we got a Yak 54 from him, and it's it's going to be good, man. Yeah. Yeah, he's good people to know. Yep. All right, so I haven't told you about Lee yet. So Lee's deal right. is uh, he you will not find somebody more passionate about the hobby and getting kids in the hobby and right. fighting the FAA. Sorry, Jason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but all right. But all right. <laughs> so, yeah, he's uh, he's our passionate one. And, uh, man, I love that guy. 
So he's the, the glue that keeps us stuck together. Which, man, he recently took a position at the AMA. Is that correct? Yeah, he's our social media manager. Right. So when you see a post on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, I think they're on TikTok now. Right. But when you see one of those posts, Lee did it. Yeah, so, wow. Yeah, let him know. Yeah, you hang out with some pretty influential fellows, my friend. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'll and, take that. And I would put you in that same box. You're one of those influential fellows. Absolutely. Well, well thanks for saying that, but just like you would say if I mentioned that to you, which is true, we're just dudes who like this hobby, and so we don't have any special skills or any special agenda. We just talk about the stuff we like. That's and right. Yeah, to people pay attention and uh, i don't know we're just like you were medium fish in an itty bitty tiny puddle of a pond right (laughs) yeah and dude it's man like like you say it's it's kind of crazy because man i mean we just put out what we put out and it it is what it is yeah we're just normal everyday fellows and man i that's what's really cool about this is we go out to these events we're normal everyday fellows but we're running into people that aren't everyday normal fellows that are like way way beyond anything here's the difference we just took the time out to sit down and hit record yep that's it yep and something i discovered a long time ago when i started writing magazine articles is you you can do something great you can write your own how-to article you can show your prized possession that you worked on forever as good as that may be there's a dozen guys way better than you who never shared what they did with anybody else. Absolutely. You're right. hundred percent agree. Yeah. So but, there's these closet craftsmen and craftswomen. Let's, uh, let's keep it honest here. Right. Um, yeah. People out there who, uh, yeah, just either don't know or don't care to share or just too humble. And yeah. I love running into those people Yeah. and sharing the stuff that people haven't seen before. Like, wow, look at this. Absolutely. And, yeah. No well, man, it comes down to it. It's a passion, and it's you get as much out of it as you put into it, you know. And yep. there's some of these guys out here, like what you're saying, man. Closet cases that are just doing some amazing stuff, and they're like, eh, "It's kind of okay." No, dude, yeah. you're you're killing it. I don't. I don't. Yeah, know they just never understand. thought to brag about it. Right. They're like, no, it's just something I put together on the kitchen table. The wife was real pissed about it, but you know, we got here. <laughs> right. Yeah, I got a buddy up here um, who came to one of the club meetings because he wanted to learn how to fly. And he's, yeah, I got this uh, kit a while back, so I put it together. And I'm thinking, oh, no, right. I never built a plane before. But, man, he put that thing together. He covered it better than I ever could have. And <laughs> it looked like he'd been a, been a modeler for 20 years. Uh-huh. And he took the flying right away. It's just, it, some people just have that gene that, yeah, that right. makes it click for them. I'm I'm trying to learn composite work myself. I I can do fiberglass over balsa beautifully. I I I got that, but just doing a like a mold, for instance, a fiberglass mold, I I got no clue. I don't even know where to start. Uh, I'm trying to learn that. Start watching some of them European guys on YouTube because those guys got it figured out, man. These guys are other like freaking overseas building gliders and all kinds of amazing crazy stuff. You know, and we're over here putting together freaking trainers. Going, That's right. kind of cool, man. <laughs> you know, like over the pond, man, there, there's a, it, it's a different animal over there. Because a lot of stuff yep. I'm into, I, I really like gliders and composite stuff, you know, slope soaring, dynamic soaring, which I live in Oklahoma, which is the flattest state. <laughs> I'm in the wrong place. 
Like back when I was building quads, I'm building mountain surfing quads, and I live in Oklahoma. There ain't no mountains. <laughs> Not at all. No, man. I'm over here dipping pine trees. It feels good. <laughs> you know, but uh, man, a lot of the content that I watch on YouTube is a lot of these European dudes, and they are just killing it, man. They do some really amazing, and, amazing work. And they build great big airplanes in yeah. little bitty houses. Yep. Yeah. A lot of giant yeah. skill. More giant skill than you would think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, how did anybody ever fix their plumbing before YouTube came along? No, I'm, dude, I'm not even joking. Like, I use that at work today, you know? Like, oh, hey, I need my oil light reset, and none of the technicians could figure it out. I sit in the car with a YouTube video and reset somebody's oil light. Oh, you yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, I, dude, yeah. I'm telling the customer, too, like, look, I'm probably going to watch a YouTube video, but we're going to figure this out, <laughs> you know? And they leave happy. But, yeah. man, YouTube has changed the world, which, man, I came into this hobby, I think I've been in it about seven years now. But, uh, dude, first plane I got was a Phoenix 2000 from Hobby King, which is a glider. And that's how I learned to fly. And I still own that aircraft. It is still in one piece. Huh. Yeah. You never crashed it? Well, no, I've crashed it. But I <laughs> well, fixed you never it. broke it? But No, okay. I, never, I never broke it beyond fixable. All right. I've landed it inverted. I mean, things have happened. <laughs> I tried to slope soar it off a site that you shouldn't try to slope soar anything off of. It came back. Man, that, that <laughs> e-starter that I started out with had a lot of hot glue in it by the time oh, I was yeah. done with it. But I, I could fly a circuit yeah. and land without crashing the airplane. And, man, that's one of the cool things about this. If you have some perseverance, you're going to do great in this hobby. Because you're gonna, if you want to fly, you're going to figure out how to do it. You know, whether you crash that shit, you got to buy a servo, whatever, whatever it is, you're going to figure out how to do it. And then you move on a little bit and then you've got multiple aircraft and then you got to figure out how to keep all of those going. And it just keep, keeps on going on. Yeah. I see yeah. you looking down the hallway. I, I understand that. Oh, yeah. Piles and piles of shit in here to fly. <laughs> Man, I got a garage full of shit and I really don't have one airplane that's ready to fly. Oh, I got a whole Everything bunch of shit that's work. ready to fly. I know. Why don't uh, we go fly your shit? Uh, you're not flying yours, so why fly mine? No, you'll let me fly yours. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. When you break out some old school stuff. When what do old, you mean by old school? World, world War One stuff. Pick one. I know. Let's go fly that. Uh, there's one in there that's not ready. Two that I'm not. Eh, I'm out. Well, bring one to Duncan so I can get a pull. That's all I'm asking for. I would like to say I haven't flown a World War One aircraft yet. Really? Yeah. So let me ask you a question. Do you want to fly a cruiser or do you want to fly the hot rod? Uh well the answer is yes. Uh, so yes. <laughs> so both of them are cruisers, but one of them you you can fly it, you know, half throttle and have fun. And okay. the other one you gotta fly it like a third throttle. I'm probably the half throttle. I, you see me fly the jet. Come on. Uh, I, no, no, no. This isn't a conversation of do I trust you flying an airplane. This is a conversation of what do you want to fly. I, I'm, I'm more the half throttle guy. Okay. Man, it's crazy how you can get a hold of something that's a little underpowered and somehow it's still fun. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because you have right. to energy management. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. But then on the other hand of that... You get a hold of something that's got way too much power. Somehow that's fun too. <laughs> so there is no replacement for displacement. So I have two favorite airplanes. I, I I could really say ooh, 
I could really say three, but I'm going to say two. Like the green D7 the with one that the inline. The one that goes straight up. The one that goes straight up. Yep. Man, that airplane is so much fun to fly. It is powered right. It looks right. It's fun to fly. But you have to really be careful with the power. Right. You know, like in a straight line, you can't you can't just, yeah, uh, you're going to blow it up. Well, not the engine, but the airframe. The airplane, yeah. Come apart. Right. Yeah. So, like, if you want a cruiser and you, like, want something to cruise around with, the Newport 17 is the best one. And it's, it, dude, uh, that's a third-scale airplane powered by a 55 with four pounds of weight on the front of it. <laughs> and... You can cruise around at a third power and just cruise. I mean, you can do low. Uh, I mean, you can do touch and goes if you want at a third power. I mean, that's just what it is. It's just a super fun cruiser. Yeah, Terry, you flown any like big third scale stuff? No, um, I don't have anything that big, or uh, nobody's handed me the transmitter or anything. That well, big. you need to show up in Duncan, Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, man, drive, I'll, I'll man. be right. I'll, I'll be more than happy to hand you the radio for this deal because it's just it, uh, that airplane for me is the best one for somebody to fly. Uh, uh, if they've never flown a World War One airplane, that's the best one because it's big, but yet it's nimble. It's nimble, right? You know it. It, when you hit the aileron, it rolls. It does whatever you want to do. I mean, it's just a super cool airplane. And you don't have to have anything but a 50 to fly it. That's pretty cool. Man, I think the first one I flew of yours was that uh, blue D7. Yeah, the one with G62 right. and the prop drive. And yeah. this dude hands me the radio. Is you don't fly it, it's going to crash. I'm like, well. <laughs> and, and that airplane's kind of the same way, man. Yeah. It's just. It just cruises. And it flew absolutely great. He's standing right next to me. He goes, man, this a cat in. And I'm like, dude, this is way easier to fly than anything I've got. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Or are they sensitive to the wind when they're that big and light? So the only time they're sensitive to the wind is... Crosswind on landing. Crosswind on landing. Yeah. Because all of mine have tail skids. They do not have tail wheels. Okay. So if you land one in a crosswind... On like asphalt, it's all bad. Yeah, like you better be you. You better know how to work a rudder. You got to be on top of it. Yeah. yeah, or it's going in a circle. Right. Yeah. Which I've had it happen. I mean, sometimes you just can't stop it. Right. Yeah. It's when the tail sits down, the rudder's blocked out. It's done. Yep. Well, tell me about hookers. Huh. Oh. That's a good question. What nice. Do you, what do you want to know about the hookers? interviewer becomes the interviewee? <laughs> and, and, and I'm okay yeah. with that because those airplanes are close to my heart. Yeah. Well, there was uh, previous episodes some talk about reviving them. So where does that Absolutely. stand now? So it is still an R and D, but it's okay. it's right. closer now than it was yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Don Hockle has. One of my 54 inch hookers, and uh, he's working through the design process to make it either glow powered or electric powered. Right. A uh, 
I don't know how else to explain this, but a a forty six, like a you know a a, a forty six electric okay. on a four cell will be stupid. <laughs> I mean, that's going to be so much fun. So it's like nine hundred thousand watts. Yeah. I think E-Flight happens to make a Power 46 size motor. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of what it's being designed around. Yep. Okay. 2200 3S, 1800s, 4S. Right. Yep. Uh, I think oh, the really? I think the 4S setup is going to be the Yeah, that's going to be the, the one. go-to yep. on that deal. Uh, I actually sent an airplane home with him uh, that uh, my dad had built. And designed, and he has redesigned it to kind of a current situation. Well, basically, Bam, what he's done is a top hatch where you can load a battery into it to where, you know, um, if we, we kind of revamped old man's design, dude, we're probably going right. to throw one up underneath, you know, but flipping your plane over to put a battery, kind of like the Timber, man. E-Flight Timber, dude, it's a great aircraft. It's got to flip it over to put a battery in it, man. Right, One of the right. best things that they did on on the new improvement was they made it a top hatch. Right. Or even yeah. worse is having to pull off the wing to put in a battery. That's right. the worst. Yeah, That's yeah. absolutely the worst. And, dude, I've got some yeah, old school pattern planes that I would absolutely love to be electric, but they don't have a hatch, and you would have to pull the wings off to swap the battery every time. I'm out. I, uh, uh, Jason has worked around that. Yep. Yeah, Jason has. Uh, so... It, it's just one of those deals. It's in the design process. When we were talking about it, I remember talking about it a little bit. I'm like, man, it's going to have a top load battery hatch. He goes, brother, how the hell am I going to do that? I'm like, ah, you'll figure it out. And he, <laughs> and he did. So, He's uh, got to push a guy every once in a while. Uh, Well, <laughs> and that guy, has, he, man, he's had some life going on. Yep. And uh, he's probably one of the best designers I know. Man, I'm... I'm really impressed, which we get to kind of see some behind-the-scenes stuff that we don't necessarily put out there because um, it's just not ready yet, you know? Right. We want to wait till you know, Jason's the same way. We're, all of us are kind of perfectionist, and uh, we want to make sure it's right before we, we put it out. But uh, some of his design work, some of the stuff I see on these 3D renderings are absolutely amazing. I don't know how you do it. Right. I don't know how you do it. But, so, my dad... Uh, in his so the hooker was designed uh, in the '60s as a or '70s as a touch and go loop and roll airplane, you know tricycle gear, uh, OS sixty, yep. you know sixty uh, two stroke back in the days. And as time went, you know uh, you had the OS or you had the the one twenty four strokes show up and he blew the airplane up right <laughs> so uh i i i literally have stacks of ribs that date back to the 80s mm-hmm. sitting here with us you know that are this airplane so it, it the air the hooker for me has been a lifelong deal like i learned how to fly on one absolutely oh really yeah and uh i it Man, I I wore out two OS ninety one four strokes flying hookers, you know, through my what I would call training days. Right. 
you know, and it, it's just all part of the fun. And man, I've got an old school one with a Sato 180 on it. That's probably the second or third Sato 180 on it. Uh, no. So the Sato 180 you have, right, is the original one to that airplane. Really? Yeah. Has it been rebuilt? Because nope. Kurt told me he wore it out. No, he wore. So when I sold Kirk that airplane, right. I took I I held our Sado 180 back. Oh, okay. So it's a second 180. So he put a Sado 180 on it. He bought used, and wore it the rest of the way out, right. and then bought ours. <laughs> so the Sado 180 that's on that airplane is original to the airplane. Is original to the airplane. That's, that's awesome. yeah. So what wears out on a four-stroke? On a four-stroke, uh, you're gonna you're gonna kill a set of bearings before you kill anything. Well, that's not a dissonance, right? You just pop in some new bearings, right? Or you and, send it to Clint and he'll pop in new bearings, right? right. Exactly. Yeah, that's what most of us are in. So, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> here, Clint, fix and that on, shit. And on a Sado, the cams wear out. Okay. Uh, more so than uh, so bearings. If you don't fly them often, bearings, and if you fly them a bunch, the cam, right? The cam will go flat on them, and uh, they Sato actually had a version two cam for like the one twenty five, one fifty, one eighty. They had a they had a second version cam that came out that straightened that up. Well, I know that A one hundred and eighty is a nitro hungry bastard. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I've got two two twenties in there that are nitro hungry. Oh yeah, but uh, that's kind of one of my deals, man. Uh, uh, I'm gonna turn one of them to gasoline. And well, man, that's kind of where I'm at. So me and you have talked about this. I kind of want to put a gasoline engine on the one that I've got. No, right, I know so, you keep telling me no. No, <laughs> so. The airframe was not built to take like a DLE 20 or a DLE 30. Uh, it was built for the four-stroke engine, which is a smoother engine. So it's just kind of one of those deals. So a gas engine is going to rattle it apart? Is yes. Yeah, so? it'll pull a firewall out of it. You really think so? Oh, yeah, I've seen it happen. So what if I went electric? No problem. No problem? No problem. But you got to figure out. The battery installation. Well, no, They're, it's going to be pulling the wings off to put batteries in it. Right. And with it being the size that it is, it's probably going to be twelve S. Right. So you're you're loading two five thousands, two four thousands. No, I think uh, I I really think a stout six S would fly. Well, no, it would absolutely fly, but you you know me. I want the extra power. I may not use it or need it. I really I, think I, I a stout it. 6S setup would fly that <laughs> easily. That, that airplane's light. No, it is. It's really light. And it flies amazing. What was funny about that plane is I flew it, and then it dead-sticked. <laughs> and I got it in, but I did rip the gear out of it. So no no damage was sustained except for the gear ripping out of it. And I don't understand how, because then, that airplane just lands. Right, and then now I own it. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because of that? Yeah, well, not as I, I bought it after the fact. Gotcha. And that's the best knife edging. Dude, it, it flies. Uh, I mean, it, it's a good plane. Uh, there's only one better. And I know where it's at, too, but right. it's not. 
available. <laughs> well, here's the deal with it. I've got it sit in my garage. I need to do a recover on it because that, dude, you look at the freaking covering on it, it cracks. Well, push through it. I think that airplane's 20. No. 15? No. It's probably 10 or 12. Okay. And Monocoat, after that long, oh, it's yeah. brittle. Yeah. You know, it's just what it is. My problem is, I want to pull off the same scheme that's on it. I want it to be exactly like it was. <sighs> that dude ain't here no more. I know. I don't think I can do that. I don't think I can. I mean, I'm okay with covering, but I don't know if I could pull that off. Yeah. I. Uh, Man, that dude ain't here no more. <laughs> Dave's not here, man. <laughs> My pops ain't here no more. Right. I mean, that's just what it is. And man, I, I man, I I feel honored to even own a piece of that history. Well, you and have I, a few. I, of, I've got a lot of you know. Yeah. Absolutely, and man, and they do hold a special place in my heart. Absolutely, man. You know I loved your old man. Oh yeah, dude, I love uh, that guy. My old man, that guy, he he was spe- he was a special breed. Absolutely. You didn't fall too far from the tree. Well, and, and, and yeah. I'm, I'm honestly okay with that because if if I can even have a piece of that guy's smart ass, <laughs> man, he was good. Dude. He was good. That's some bitch insults you and builds you up in the same sentence. Yeah. Sometimes I mean, you might not realize it till two or three minutes later. Right. Wait, wait a minute. That dude was fucking with me. Shit. Yeah. Uh, dude, it, some of the rides, and and this week is really special to me because it's Joan all week, you know? So some of the rides that uh, my dad and I had out there, some of the talks, some of the friendships, you know, all the shit we've done to go to Joe Nall. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's happening this week, and I ain't there. Well, man, that guy was a lifelong hobbyist. He was. I mean, he absolutely was. Right Life, there. Lifelong. It is. We're talking about well, how old is that plane? That was great grandpa's plane. No, that was my dad's plane when he was about 15. Oh, okay. <laughs> so. Yeah, so. you ever see those sales where people say getting out of the hobby? Like, yep. like what? Huh? I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. Why would you get out of this hobby? I and I, you Man, know, well, at one point you can take the airplanes and throw them away. You know, when you build the friendships that I have from this hobby, I could give two fucks about the airplane. Right. You know, the friendship is more important to me. Well, that's the deal. The dudes that are getting out of this hobby, they couldn't find a friend, man. How do you Maybe not find it. a friend? Right. That's one way to look at it. Well, man, if, if you know, there's an asshole in every group. and if Well, I'm not an asshole. Well, no, no, <laughs> I'm just saying you know, there's an asshole in every group. And if there's not one in your group, then you're probably the <laughs> asshole. You know? Look at this. So those are the guys getting out of the hobby. They just they were too but, much of an asshole to fucking get along with everybody else. But you know, yeah, I never thought of it that way. I mean, but you know, I, I was an asshole to a guy. Uh, so we went out to Baxter last night. Man, we had a time. You know, and and you were an asshole. Uh, no, I wasn't. <laughs> but there was a guy there that I was an asshole to. <laughs> I remember, I remember this rule at, at yeah. one point, and that guy's still showing up. Yeah, both of them. Does, well, he, and you know what? Hey, man, how you yeah, doing? I, you yeah, know, I exactly. Was, 
He kind of deserved it. I was there. I know well, and he did deserve it. He was, uh, don't come over here and be a smart ass. I'll yeah, be yeah, one right yeah. back. <laughs> <clears throat> Do not start an altercation with Clint. You will lose. You're, he's willing to take it way well, farther. Well, well it's not yeah. that. You're just baffled by what he just said. You, you're not going to have a comeback. You know, you're like, okay, okay guy, I'm going to go over here. Yeah. <laughs> I even told the guy to have a good evening. Go fly his airplane. Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> I, I, I still have that on video. That was so amazing. Was I wrong? No, you were not. That, well, that was what was great about it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what made it good. Oh, well. Well, man, hey, that brings up a good topic. So, Terry, I mean, I'm sure that you're, uh, you know, pretty versed in your, your normal flying club, man. Is there any kind of animosity or any kind of, you know, crazy club rivalry that's going on? In my club? Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> what is that like? I mean, is it is it like ours? You know, I mean, every, really, everybody gets along great at our club. There's a couple of guys that get mad at the guys that are flying 3D because they want to fly circles. <laughs> you know, it's just like every, it's, it's just kind of like every club. You know, jet guys, when they get out there, yeah, we need to let, clear the skies, let the jet guys do their stuff and. Jason's got one that flies for like 18 freaking minutes. You're like, dude, are you freaking done yet? I'm trying to go fly. I'm trying to honor you flying a jet, but get the fuck down so I can go fly. You know, what? what's what's the club dialect like where you're at? I don't know. I, um, I think it's probably the same stuff you see at every club, and it's not consistent. It's you get what you get on any, any given day. Right. There's always the guy who, uh, you know, doesn't want you flying when he's flying. It's with a one airplane at a time guy. Right. Like, oh, come on, really? And uh, the guy who only makes left turns, so he has to go behind the pits to shoot an approach. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my favorite guys. <laughs> uh, you know, just normal stuff like that. But there's not something that's you know, just uh, epidemic that's always out there. So everybody gets along. Yep. So, the, and, we're, and I've been in clubs that aren't necessarily like that, and you don't want to be there. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Clint's the equalizer. You bring this guy in, they're either gonna freaking put up with it or they're gonna leave. And if yeah. they put up with it, they're gonna figure out, hey, these guys aren't that bad. Yeah, you got to break through that crusty exterior. That, that's kind. That's kind of it. We, I've never had a problem with our field, even with my no, no, thirteen-minute timer on the jet. No, no, I'm just giving you a hard time, dude. That that was my point of yeah. I'm sorry, that wasn't directed totally at you, but dude, that thing flies forever. It does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. There's actually well, times I get sick of looking at it because, like, well, like but, Terry was saying, I'm the guy that wants to fly by myself. It's like, just let me have the sky for a minute. But you're the you gotta fly at least eight minutes before you even land. Uh yeah, I I gotta burn off some of that fuel in the uh, uh, nose tank. saddle saddle tanks. Yeah, yeah. You gotta you gotta get the CG back so you can right. even land. Yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right. But 13 minutes is a long. I have my timer set at 13 minutes on my on my turbine. Terry. On a turbine, and I've got yeah, thirteen minutes. Yeah, I've got, like yeah. I've got <laughs> two to three minute reserve at that point. So yeah. <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you right now. If you have never experienced Jason flying that F-18. Dude, it's awesome. Uh, dude, it it's is one of the most good. perfect 
examples of a RCF-18. And you are guaranteed a dirty roll on takeoff. <laughs> oh, nice. Guaranteed a dirty roll on takeoff. It's fun. And it's, <laughs> and, and it's scale maneuvering throughout the entire flight that's yeah. absolutely amazing. It's, I, I can stand back, watch, drink a beer. It's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. I, I try to fly it like... Like you would see an F eighteen flight at air. Yep. That's that's my goal in flying it. So. And then eighteen well, minutes later, I'm like, cool, good. I'm up. <laughs> yeah, cool, I'm up. Yeah. <laughs> wanna, so, wanna, go what ahead. kit is it from? It's actually a yellow aircraft F eighteen. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are hard to find anymore. They are. You're absolutely right. How many of those do you own, Jason? Like, yeah. didn't you just travel to get one? No, 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 no. So I have one yellow F eighteen. Right. I now own two yellow F-16s. Okay, that's what it is. Yeah. And uh, uh, neither one of them's flying yet, but they're they're both will be capable of it. I've I've got a turbine to put in one of them already. I just need time to work on it. Right. Yeah. Man, time is a problem. Which Jason no says need man. time to work on it. This guy makes time to do everything. Right. He does some crazy stuff. Uh, that B-52 takes up a lot of time. Right. <laughs> How close is that? I'm hoping to fly it this year. This year, yeah, like in a month or like six no, months. It'll probably be near the end of the year. Oh, good December. Here we come. Yeah, the uh, I'm actually working. Wings are done except for hinging the ailerons. Actually, sheeting sheeting and hinging the ailerons. The wings are done, uh, and installing the spoilers. But they've already been test fitted, so that's easy. Um, the fuselage is built. The landing gear is installed. Uh, I'm working on the horizontal stab uh, pitch mechanism now, basically. It's it's a full-flying horizontal stab, and that's what I'm working on right now is, is the, the hinge mechanism for it. So, wow. Yeah, it's a 174-inch wingspan with eight 80-millimeter <laughs> fans. Oh, my gosh. So, And, dude, I... That ain't man, no joke. No, it's no joke, <laughs> and... Dude, like the nacelles for the motors and everything, he he designed in 3D software, printed it out. It's so, it's beautiful. You, it's beautiful. You want to hear something wow. funny, Terry? You actually remember the 737? Yeah, yeah. The Southwest Airlines 737. That airplane was built as a basically a test bed for the B-52 motors. That and, was a long time ago. Uh, exactly. I've been working on a B-52 for that long. Yeah. <laughs> well, EDS have changed a lot since then. Uh, they have, yeah. And I ended up going with the E-Flight 80-millimeter uh, fans. Okay. But the, the 737 literally was a test bed for motors, and the 737 just turned out so well. It flew so great that I had to go ahead and finish it and make it a decent model, which is how it ended up being what it is. But, uh, yeah. I was testing two motors at a time, and that airframe worked for me. Instead of buying eight motors to test, you know, so uh, that's, <laughs> that's that's where that came, airplane came about from. So, are the batteries in the fuselage on the B fifty two? Yeah. Yes, they are. How are you handling those long power leads? Uh, essentially, the speed controls are going to be at the nacelles. Okay. So, any voltage loss will be between the battery and the speed control which shouldn't be a big deal as opposed to between the speed control and the motor. Um, well, not to get technical here, but um, there might be some impedance issues that will cause voltage spikes on long power leads. Right. So, and I'm so using uh, volt, the uh, power leads are rather heavy. 
Maybe. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was actually, that's one of my problems. Or not really a problem, but it's one of the things that I didn't account for in weight and balance when I was actually designing the aircraft. Um, the size of the, and weight of the power leads for the batteries to the motors or to, yeah. to the ESCs. But it, I designed this thing, I was hoping to be under 55 pounds, but I figured up all the way to, I believe, 65 or 68 pounds. And even at 68 pounds, it should fly like a park flyer. Yeah. Do you have to get a waiver for that? Uh, I'm More than likely, I'm going to have to. I was trying to keep it where yeah. I didn't, but more than likely, I'm going to have to. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be something, though. That should be fun. I like it. It's I'm going to have a few Well, when I go out to this guy's it. house and see the design work and what he's used um like the uh cnc foam cutter and things like that yeah. the things that this guy's pulled off you know just like off of three view drawings is absolutely amazing yeah yeah like i'm not that guy and i'm so glad that you are that guy and i get to hang out with you and get to experience it and i like yeah. doing it but it aggravates me how long it's taking <laughs> really? yeah <laughs> Well, there is a factor in that, and the minimum thing is you. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. <laughs> dude, the, the landing gear is beautiful. Oh, dude, it is. It's uh, absolutely. Man, when I was out there in that, that piece that you designed, and dude, it's scale. Yeah. It's oh. just it's just like the real aircraft. It's it's absolutely amazing. You have, you have definitely devoted some time into sitting down, and I'm going to make this work, and I want to make it right. More than I intended it. to. Yep. So it, and I was talking about composites earlier. So I've been thinking about it, and I still have the pieces for another 86-inch B-52. I still have, a like, a wing center section. I think I have the outboard wings I cut out years ago out of blue foam. Right. And the fuselage is easy. That doesn't really matter. But I'm I'm actually thinking about, after I finish the, the big one, trying to make a composite 86-inch B-52. Right. With a, actually make a mold for it and make a fiberglass fuselage. Maybe a fiberglass center wing section. Um, again, I have no experience with m- mold making in composites, but I think it'd be really cool. And it's a more manageable size, right? The eighty-six inches. What size fans would that use? Uh, the old one had fifty fifty-five millimeter fans. Okay. The old. It started out with the old GWS fans. Oh yeah. yeah. The brush motors. I believe so. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm trying to remember if they were brushed or brushless. I can't remember. Uh, no, I had actually converted them to brushless motors. Yeah. I had a brushless motor system on. Originally, it flew on four fans, the four inboard fans. Oh, right, right. And then uh, I was having trouble taking off the grass, so I added two more to the outboard pods. So I ended up with six fans total. But it would fly off a of pavement just fine with four fans. So Yeah. <laughs> Yep. And it had a working retractable landing gear and a working Bombay. So. Does the gear on your new one uh, turn to let you crab in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it does not, but only because I didn't feel like dealing with it. It actually would have been really easy to set up. But, uh, oh, I've got uh, electron retracts and electron brakes on the aft okay. gear. So it, it should be a lot of fun. And I, I spent more time on the landing gear than I'd like to admit. <laughs> but dude, it's right. Well, man, he like he yeah. totally prototyped everything with 3D printing and got yeah. everything where it was at. And then he got a hold of a machinist that, hey, I need this out of aluminum. These are the dimensions. Yep. I mean, how cool is that? Yeah. You know, I'm one of those guys like going to the machinist, go, hey, here's what I'm trying to do, man. Can we make this work? And I'm trying to make them figure it out. No, you figured it out and went to the machinist and said, hey, I need this, this, this. Yeah. You know, and they're like, okay. 
Yeah, it worked out. It looks beautiful. Yeah, it, it wasn't does. cheap, but it worked out. <laughs> well, man, when you're building, when you say it wasn't cheap, I'm with you. But when you're building something like that, and it's something that you have spent so much time designing, and put all this thought and everything in, is there really a price tag on that? I, not really. And as many years as I've been working on it, man, it's it's not. I'd rather make it exact the way I want it, as opposed to cheaping out on the right, right, two. cutting I mean, a few corners. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna get on Hobby King and order me some retracts. No, <laughs> right. no, that's not what yeah. happened. I, I'd be mad. So it's right. it's got Electron retracts, which I love. I've I've got them on the F18. Yep. Nothing wrong yeah. with Hobby King retracts. I'm just saying. I, I've used them before. Oh yeah, absolutely. Electrons yeah. are amazing. Yeah. Um, well, you, get, you won't be thinking about the price tag when you take that thing off the first time. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely right. Or the fiftieth time. <laughs> yeah. See me, I have the opposite problem. I'm thinking about the price tag to what the whole deal. I ain't flying this shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody want to fly this? Let me know how it works. Yeah, that, I don't want to be the one. The funny thing is, I haven't finished the thing yet, but I've already got people calling me from you know different events around the country asking me to bring it. Right. Hey, let, let me get it flying first. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Well, man, as a testament to everything I've ever seen you work on, it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a pussycat. It's gonna be good. You made a freaking foam cooler fly. <laughs> I have flown it. It flew great. I was astounded. Oh, like literally a foam cooler? Like literally a freaking, <laughs> yes. what, what would you say that thing is? Like two by three? Uh, I mean, it's close. a big yeah. cooler. Bro. And it carries beer. <laughs> and it may have a release mechanism to drop said beer. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty cool. Cause I thought about doing something like that a long time ago because people would always say, Balsa is better than beer coolers. Right. And so I, I was <laughs> going to, as a joke, yeah, I was going to make a, a beer, flying beer cooler as a joke. Uh, Darn, Jason beat me to it. Yeah, we've done Oh, that. yeah, I yeah. done did that. It's tested and proven. It, nice. it And it flies reliably. Like, yeah, way flies. good. Way better. Dude, it's a square cooler. You would think you're having to overcome all this kind of aerodynamic bull. No, no, it flies great. It's got a square freaking front. <laughs> Like flat going into the wind. No, it flies fantastic. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. They, it is weird, man. They, if you loop it, I wouldn't roll it. But if you loop it, <laughs> when you reduce throttle on the backside of the loop, the plane actually slows down. That's <laughs> right. It's it's weird, but it, it does fly. Yeah, right. Doesn't have a rudder, so you got no rudder. Differential thrust. Differential thrust. Two yep. motors. Yep. It works great. And it and it's parts that were kind of tested off of the B fifty two, right? Yeah, the the, the uh, tail boom is a B fifty two that I fuselage aft fuselage that I didn't like. Mm -hmm. I just had to lay it around, and it worked out for the tail boom on that thing. And dude, that all started because hey, Jason, I got this cooler. You think we can make it fly? <laughs> and then the son of a bitch the next weekend was like, hey, you want to go fly this thing? It might not have been the next weekend, but it was pretty quick. But it was like, hey, you want to go fly this thing? I'm like, what? <laughs> the next cooler's going to. Uh, Fallon, Nevada. Yep. <laughs> We're gonna have to make it to Reno this year. That's that's gonna be a showstopper. I'm just letting you know. That reminds me. So that airplane actually flies great. The only thing I don't like is the roll. Yeah, is slow. There is no roll. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's like you throw the stick full, and you're like, okay, yeah, there it goes. Yeah, give, you gotta be in front. You gotta be in front of it. Give it ten or fifteen seconds yep. to get where you want it. Uh, so. <laughs> I was looking at it the other day, and I realized I hadn't sealed the uh, the aileron hinge lines. Right. So I actually went back and did that, and I haven't test blown it since. 
It should, so, make, it should make a difference. I hope so. Yep. So my question with that. It ain't going to be a roller. We ain't is, ripping that inverted load. Could you, no, 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 no. So could you slow a motor down like with the rudder authority, uh-huh. but program it with the aileron? So if you roll right, the left motor speeds up. And the right motor slows down to help the roll. To program that would be easy. That's that's simple to program. That's one of the smartest things I've ever heard this dude say. <laughs> what a dick. But, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's just as I didn't easy think to, use of that. The, to use the rudder stick, right? Right. If you're using a left roll, hit a little bit of left rudder. Well, yeah, because it's not, already got differential thrust. That's the way, yeah, that's the way it's programmed right now. Right. So when you roll it when you roll it just Hit the rudder and speed the motor up and see what happens. I've done it. It doesn't help a whole lot. No, no, it doesn't. Yeah. I well, tried to roll it. It's a flying I cooler. I, it's I a know. box. I know. Yeah. It's never going to do rolling Harriers. No. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I want to see it hover. Oh, my goodness. We need, we need more power. More power. <laughs> more power. Yeah. It's got two uh, power <laughs> E-Flight Power 60s on it. That's what. Yeah. Oh, man. Counter, must counter. be a big airplane. Uh, it's it's over a hundred inch wingspan. Yeah. Right. Well, dude, no That's joke. Cooler. The, the cooler is two foot by three foot by itself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And carries beer. And it's probably got what? What would you think? A hundred over a hundred inch wingspan. Right? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's over a hundred inches. Yeah. 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 Well, that's something I need to see. Yeah. <laughs> There's, There's videos of it all over. Dude, There's it, a couple videos. It's a yeah. it's a spectacle to behold. Yeah. Everybody, dude, after Jason flies that, people walk up like, "Gosh, is that? Wait a minute, what? Is, hey, 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 man, what is this? You know, that's exactly how that goes. The first time we flew it, you know, I put it together at the field. We were at Baxter Field, and we took off and made a couple laps around the field and landed. And two guys were down at the end of the field. I don't remember who they were. Two guys were down there at like the end of the spectators. field. Like just spectators. Yeah. And they walk up and said, oh, man, we were taking bets on whether or not that thing was going to fly. That was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what we have like it flew good. What's that? We have not played hit to stick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a fun fly airplane, Clint. Absolutely I mean, it is. Well, yeah, it is, but it's not an event. Right down the center. No. Hit the stick. It's uh, flat. It ain't going to hurt it. Hey, we need that to drop beer and things. I was about to say, I want to drop beer and let people just go catch them. Yeah. Well, with uh, parachutes. I, I'm waiting. Oh, it's it's ready. I just a, have a, a flying glass. beer cooler with beer with parachutes. Yeah. Well, I'm I mean, gonna catch the beer and drink it. The last three weeks, the wind here has been a little bit ridiculous. Not, not where I would fly that thing anyway. You know, my question is right now is how would Lee take this conversation right now? <laughs> How He'd would, be all in. Would he? <laughs> really? All oh, right. Yeah. That's what I wanted to hear. What about Fitz? Uh, same thing. You're kidding me. <laughs> so, yeah. So you guys I, really tame it down, man. Uh, Which you, you, I, you, I get a little bit better. You know, not nothing against those two guys, but I think we're kind of on the same playing field. I feel like they might be a little bit more rule followers. Is that why you left me? Oh. Well, I mean, no, and, and I don't mean that any way negative, but man, they, they seem like some straight laced dudes, good quality dudes, like the kind of dude uh, I would need, want my mom to date. Where does Fitz? Where does wow. Fitz live? Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, what? Go ahead, Clint. Oh, did I interrupt you? That sucks, doesn't it? No. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Your turn. I I, I wasn't yeah. interrupted at all. You're fucked up. <laughs> 
Uh, where does Fitz live? He's, He's in, in Houston. Texas. He's in Houston. Okay. We yeah, need that so, guy to come up to Duncan. Hurry yeah. up now. Yeah, he's around, Jeez. man. He gets the stuff. He ain't around, man. I'm, hey, I'm gonna get your. Uh, I'm gonna get his number from you when we get off of here, and I'm gonna call that guy and see if I can get him to come up, to Duncan. He yeah, ain't yeah. coming. Well, maybe, but he won't come if I don't ask. Right. You can always ask. It's okay for somebody to say no, but you can always ask. Uh, <laughs> if the worst thing you're gonna hear is no, you might as well ask. Here, here's my deal. Is he got to be a special critter to go to an underground deal that we So are put you on. saying Fitz is not a special critter? <laughs> yeah. I mean, is that what you're he saying? He ain't going to show up. Man, <laughs> I, I really think that uh, these guys are these guys are our buddies, man. Uh, and I, I think not, you're kind of pushing them out of the circle. I'm not saying they're not our buddies. Well, what are you I'm saying? I'm saying this guy's not going to show up. He can't take it. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. <laughs> right. Terry could take it. But he ain't gonna fly from Buffalo to Duncan. Which I've only met Terry, talked to him this time. You know, I've definitely seen him throughout the years and watched a lot right, of stuff. So absolutely. I feel like yeah, I feel yeah. I feel like I know the guy. But man, Terry, I feel like out of the group, Terry's more our guy. Right. Uh, I think you're reading it wrong. I, I man, I, and you, you might you might be right. He said I'm reading it wrong. And oh, I mean, yeah, man, really, man. I am not talking shit because I appreciate oh, no. both of those guys, but. You yeah. maybe not date my mom. Those two, yeah, they could date my mom. <laughs> oh wow! You know, well, you get what I'm saying with that, right? No, I hear you. Yeah, I mean, you're a quality fellow, Ter- bro. I, I but- think Terry would fit right in. Man, that guy, he'd sit down, have beer with us, and just go on down the road. Well, we're kind of idiots. Well, we are. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I hate to put ourselves in a kind of bubble here, but we show up and people are like, oh, the oh, shit show's here. Shit show's here. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. What's going to yeah. happen next now? Right, well, my timing for this is particularly bad then because I got to go, man. <laughs> oh, brother. Oh. Well, man, Terry. We appreciate, appreciate you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Taking time out and being on the show with us, man. Check out RC Roundtable Podcast. Terry's on there every week. Or every other week, apparently. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Whatever yeah. they Whenever do, we check do them out. But, man, they do some cool stuff. So they got video. Uh, man, I mean, I watched a live from them the other night, man. We we don't do anything like that. Right. So, uh, man, good RC content. Absolutely. Our brothers. Yeah. Our yep. podcast brothers. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. No competition. No competition. No, man. We're all here for the same goal. And apparently yep. we suck. That's right. What I'm say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I appreciate you guys reaching out, and this has been a lot of fun. It's yeah. uh, been a long time coming, so I'm glad we finally made it happen. Absolutely, yes. man. And like so. I say again, man, I appreciate you take, taking time out and uh, check out the RC Roundtable podcast. Terry, thanks for coming on, brother. Uh, you bet. Y'all have a good one. All right, man. To you as well. Uh, bye. See bye. You. Man, what a time right there. I like that guy. Absolutely. I like that yeah. guy. Yeah. Man. Which man it, it's it's kind of crazy because man I, that was a podcast that I listened to before we started this podcast. Right. You know and uh man I, dude it's I didn't th- I, it's kind of unobtainable, you know. I'm like, "Oh wow, we're talking to Terry Dunn." Right. That's kind of cool to me, man. Yeah. You know and and uh I really appreciate what Fitz and Lee bring to the table. I, oh, absolutely. Man, definitely. Dude, going through YouTube, you know, you're checking out an airplane that you're thinking you want to buy or something like that. One of those two dudes has probably had their hands on it, and that's probably a video that you're watching. Right. 
you know? So uh, it's cool history for, for me because, man, I've only been in this hobby a short time compared to most most guys, you know? And, uh, dude, those were some of my up-and-comers. Dude, it was cool to have that guy on the show, man. Absolutely. I, I got to talk to Terry Dunn. That was cool, <laughs> you know? Dude. Yeah. That was, yeah. That was pretty cool. <laughs> Thoroughly enjoyed it. Definitely. <laughs> what are you looking at me for? I'm not. That was all I had. It's your turn. Uh, what do you What do you got? I'm trying to figure out what this dog's doing. No, fuck that dog. You need to bring some content to the table. This is a show about <laughs> RC fucking airplanes, dude. It ain't about dogs. Man, my Red Wing flew good. Till everything rattled loose. You don't know how to use Loctite. No. Uh, hey, I'm, I'm over here talking shit. I got a 35cc sitting on a shelf that needs a, everything a, a, a I once locked, over and we're ready to rock. Everything I Loctited was there. Everything I didn't glue or Loctite was gone. Right. <laughs> well, man, that uh, that 35cc is a thumper. Yeah. Yeah, it runs good. I need to, I need to give it a tune-up, but it'll be all right. It was it was uh, good and rich for the first flight for sure. <laughs> this dog, there ain't no food up here. What the fuck? Oh, she likes you. Man, she's cool. I like her better than the other ones. Well, Boston's okay. Uh, it's that gray, big gray <laughs> bastard. That big gray bastard. Yeah. And you know what? Man, I love that dog because she'll she'll cuddle up with you and just go to sleep. She is a good dog, but man, she has her moments. Well, man, that dog's big enough. I think I could ride it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Boy, she. I, I had all three of them in bed last night. I woke up four o'clock this morning, and every one of them wanted outside at four <laughs> o'clock this morning. And I, they all went outside. They all came back in. Every one of them was in my spot in bed, so I had to lay across the bed. Diagonal. It is all Man, bad. I don't have that problem. I got my dog on my schedule. No. She knows when I go to make coffee, it's time for her to go out. No. And then I open the door. I don't even shut it all the way so she can get back in. When I'm done making coffee, I go out in the garage, smoke a cigarette, drink a little coffee, and see ready in the morning. A, and then I shut the door, and I go take a shower, and I go to work. Here's the good. problem. Trained, man. That one jumps a fence every time. Yeah, my my dog weighs like not like even a seven, question. Seven Boop. pounds. She ain't jumping shit. Seven foot, <laughs> seven foot wood fence. Boop. That's another. Not, e not even thinking about another it. Another reason why I like small dogs. Right. Only got only time you got to sweat them, you got to watch where they dig because they will dig their ass out. <laughs> but I guarantee, you, I love that dog, man. Boy, uh, that's her only downfalls. Over the fence she goes without a question. She's Lewis and Clarkin, man. She's oh, supposed to yeah. go adventuring. She's good dog. Nothing wrong with going on a little adventure. Don't you like a little adventure every once in a while? I, the only thing I don't like is I have to get in a car and go fetch her. What which, are you doing? Which is an adventure. Yeah. 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 Definitely. I've had that dog a year to the day. I wouldn't trade her for the world. Would you call it an experience? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely an The Clint Tro experience. Oh, you, yeah. Man, you should start your own podcast and call it the Clint Tro experience, and you should just call, like, 
dudes like Elon Musk and just talk to them. Well, I'd like to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How, dude, could you imagine an interview between Elon Musk and Clint? I'm scared. Dude, <laughs> I kind of want to hear that. I'm not going to lie. I kind of want to hear that. Why would we not? I know. That's what I'm saying. I mean, that's the goal, and yeah. everything we do here is just to get bigger and better. Well, hey, man, I want you to do this. I want you to send a message to Elon Musk, see if you can get him on his podcast. He's going to do it. That's what I like about Clint. Guy ain't scared. Me, I'm like, I ain't making that call. Clint will do it. He's he's doing it right now. You should hit him up on Twitter. I hear he's more prominent there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I heard he's going to buy Doritos next. We're going to have bags full of chips, bro. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> No more air. No more air. That's it. Man. Boy. <laughs> I don't have a list tonight. What's really funny is, man, is... So when we kind of started this deal, it kind of morphed into what it what it was. And then it was like, all right, Clint, you're in charge of guests. And you're like, okay. And, dude, he's he hasn't failed. He's done really good at it. Yeah. Nobody has told you no. One person. Well, yeah, but he doesn't count. Well, he does count. I mean, he does, absolutely. But And he ended up on a show. He did. In person. Yep. So but still. That was the only person that told you no, and that was Carrie Howard. Right. Small hands himself. <laughs> right. Everybody else you have ever asked, they have done it. I think you need to hit up some crazy fellows. I, I don't I I, th I think that you have this record that I want to see continue, and I want to see it continue with some cool guests. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, the best is yet to come. Absolutely. Right. Are we going to try and go through a list? Yeah, well, you lost the list, so we're going to have to try to figure this out. I, I, I'll i be up front and honest here. I throwed it away by accident. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you, th you throwed it or threwed it? Throwed. Okay. On the guest invitation subject. I've got one. I've heard that Tyler Perry flies remote control aircraft. Dude. Yeah. All right. So Elon Musk, Tyler Perry. Those are your goals. Yeah. Let's get this done. He pulls out the phone. He can make this happen. <laughs> I think here's what's crazy. I think he can do it. <laughs> I'm not setting him up for failure. I believe. I think it'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. This guy has more perseverance than most people that I know because, and it, I don't know if it's necessarily perseverance, but it's more like he ain't scared to ask. And here's the thing in life if you don't ask, you ain't going to get it. <laughs> Absolutely. And this guy ain't afraid to ask. Where at me, I'm like, ah, I don't know if I should, well, maybe something. I, no. No, this dude's like, oh, fuck it. I got it. <laughs> Breaking out his phone. He's doing it right now. I'm over here overanalyzing, thinking about it. I think not, that's the problem, dude. Not Clint, yeah. dude. He's like, fuck it. What are they going to say? No. Yeah, don't think about it. Just do it. Yep. I like that attitude. I wish I was more like Clint. In some ways. Other ways, I'm so glad I'm not like Clint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can only handle one cheese grater at a time. Yeah. <laughs> the same things I love about you, I also hate about you, but I'm, I love it because I hate it. It's kind of like I noticed you noticing me, but I'm giving you notice that I noticed you too. Hi. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Jason's uh, like, what just happened? Uh, I'm, I'm not surprised. 
Jeannie, you can't talk unless you have a microphone. Remember the rule? Oh, I just wanted to tell him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> she's introducing herself. Eve, Eve, yeah. <laughs> Are you shitting me right now? No, hey, stop. Be nice to your mom. It's Mother's Day tomorrow. Uh, that's tomorrow. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Welcome back, cheese grater. Yeah. Yeah, she said yeah. <laughs> Jason. Jason. Yeah. Thank you very much. I've been here a couple times. All right, what's the list, Clint? You start. We'll go back and forth. We're going to make this happen. Between two of us, we should be able to remember. You want me to go first? (laughs) Jason Reddish, Reddish RC. Be sure and check him out for all your flex stuff. Absolutely. I need to give him a call because I think we're going down to Super Float and I might need something for that event. And they got great float planes. Jason Don Hockle. Don Hockle Designs. That's right. Fortitude RC. That's F O U R T I T U D E R C dot com. Use Welcome Back for 10% off your purchase. Don Hockle. Yeah. Clint's been waiting all night to do that. Yep, yep. We got Buddy RC. So our buddy TJ has gone on to Horizon, but Buddy RC is still kicking. They got some great stuff, man. Really, like check them out. Like if you're building a uh, a battery charger or anything like that, dude, they've got all the the leads, the uh, connectors, anything you could ever want, man. Check them out for some of that small stuff. They got big stuff too. But I mean, great resource, great resource. Beyond Ball. Ringmaster Jr. RMJ Machine Works. Be sure and check them out. If he ain't got the uh, measurements for what you need, you send in the measurements. He makes it how you want it. Yep. Stud dude. Joe Vermillion, Boss USA. Absolutely. Kicking it up strong at Joe Nall right now. A Power Batteries. Yep. Jason Rand and ZDZ Engines. Yep. Is he? I think he's at Joe Nall too. Oh. Man, if he's not, he should be. I should be. We oh, should we be. Should we be. should be, yeah. Jeez. Right. So, uh, oh, man. <laughs> Mike Sterling. Full throttle RC. You can't yep. forget Chris yep. Martin and all those guys. All go. those Donnie guys Friesen. are there. Donnie Friesen. Yep. Oh, man. They're all there Building right now. airplanes on site. On site. Yeah. Which I know that Mike built one to deliver, I believe, out there. Right. A big old stack of shit. Oh, yeah, man. Hope they made it. Yep. No, they did. I hadn't heard from them, so I'm sure they did. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. We're missing it. We're sitting here in the Balsa Dust Tavern. Them guys are Joe Nall. Boy. It'll be all right. Ah, We're going to. Hey. Pisses me off. Yeah, we'll be there next year. It's going to be okay. Oh, yeah. We keep saying that. I mean, really, I'm going next year. Yeah, yeah. Fuck off. I'll be there. Yeah, I've never been. So I've- I know me either. <laughs> I'm, uh, dude. I'm in the same boat you are, dude. Me and you never been. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yep. I've never been. I'm gonna have to do it. This would be my 15th year. Jeez. I mean, it sucks for us, but it really sucks for you. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> I have to take some of the old man's asses out there. Yeah. That's going to happen. We're doing that next year. Oh, yeah. Guaranteed. Right. Oh, yeah. Right in the middle of... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's going to be good stuff. Old Pops. There's one for you. Okay, that was not enough of a segue for me to remember somebody else to talk about. <laughs> Damn it. Ah, uh, where we at? <sighs> so we got that. We got I got, that. I, we I got, got that. to write a new list. No, no, no. Kurt Sider, holy smoke. Holy smokes. He's and out then, there too. Jason Donhockle, man. Yep. And then our buddy Eric Kendall making those smoke nozzles. Yep. Absolutely. Smoke and Okies. Be sure and check them out. Man, I, I hear he's working on some cool projects. Oh, yeah. Might go. Might. <laughs> Can't really talk about it. He doesn't talk about it, but. Right. I, he just got a new job, <laughs> yep. so it's just kind of one of them deals. Can't got him one of them fancy jobs, pinky in the air. He's drinking Kilvathier. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My name is Leon Felt. I'm the ladies' man. Nice. Wow. Oh, sorry. Nobody's mentioned uh, Thomas Wheeland. Oh, dude. I'm glad you remembered that. So we're getting, man, the yak is done. I need a once, once over, and it's ready to rock and roll. I, um, the, dude, everything's green now. I can go take my pictures. We can do the video. I got a pilot set up. Now is the time. I'm getting ready to get that rocked out. Nice. And man, that guy, I'm sure. Fucking dogs. <laughs> man, uh, check out Legend Hobby. They got a bunch of cool scale stuff. Yeah, they do. You know, um, big stuff. And you can buy it in different kind of situations where it's, you can, you can get one that you want to cover. You know, you can get one that's ready to rock and roll. I mean, he's got, he's got several options for you. They got bomb drops. That's another place to check out hardware and things like that. Stinger engines. Not dude. Scorpion power supplies. I mean, they've got it covered. I've actually looked at their website. I've, I like the fact that you can get the models not covered. Right. That's been one of my, I wouldn't say complaints, but that's, that's one thing that keeps me from buying a lot of models. Cause I, I, I like an airframe, but not necessarily the way it's covered. Right. So it's really cool that you can buy an airplane bare and cover it yourself if you want to. Um, I think some of these manufacturers need to get with some of that. Like, man, there's a lot of stuff that Flex makes, which their balsa stuff, you know, it comes to where you can set it up. But, man, if some of their foam stuff were to come to where I can put my power, you know, my power unit in it, my ESC, my, my, you know, servos, I would be more apt to buy some of their stuff, man, if I could buy an airframe. Absolutely. That's been an issue for a while as far as – there were actually a few airframes that even Banana Hobby had right. that I really liked, but I didn't like the electronics that it came with mm-hmm. because they were n- notorious for having issues with the electronics. Right, and I don't feel like I should have to buy those electronics. Make me a little bit of a discount on right. the airframe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Take all that bullshit out and let me build it the way I want to. Absolutely. Because I, I really, really like the airframe. Yep. I totally agree. Yeah. Like, man, like my Cessna, awesome, awesome airframe. Um, not necessarily talking negative about the electronics, but I would like to have better stuff in there. And I don't want to have to spend full tilt on the airplane. Yeah. Take that stuff out and just set it back for something else. <laughs> right. when, when I'm going to re-gear it anyway. Right. You know, nothing wrong with the stuff that comes with it. I just want something a little bit better. Yep. You know? Yeah. I, I really don't understand why, why more manufacturers don't do that. But right. It would be nice in some instances. Absolutely. What you got, Clint? 
I got a piss. <laughs> <laughs> That's a first on the no, podcast. It, no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> Unfortunately, no, it's not. Yeah. All right, folks. All right. So, what do you got, Jason? Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I got nothing. <laughs> Well, man, I mean, what have you been working on? You've been working on anything cool? Oh, man. Um, like I was talking about earlier, uh, the, the horizontal stab mechanism, the horizontal pivot mechanism for the BPT, right. that's all I've been working on the last couple of weeks. And uh, matter of fact, I've got some stuff at the house right now I'm hoping to mess with this weekend. So when you do that, man, do you like uh, get into like, you know, one of these 3D rendering softwares, build it on, you know, something that you can 3D print? Uh, maybe press some bearings into it and kind of play with it or is it you kind of just sit there and look at it and not really i actually went with um <laughs> uh so i've cut out the horizontal stabs themselves right they've they've been cut out for months just laying around the house and it's traditional foam core sheeted the, the leaning edge is going to be balsa you know right. all that kind of stuff but the hinge mechanism itself, I actually went with some Actobotics components from Servo City. The actual bearings. Right. And it's going to have a carbon fiber shaft that goes, you know, obviously through the bearings and connects to two mm-hmm. uh, horizontal stab halves. Right. And then they're going to have a, uh, the servo connection is going to be forward of the hinge point. Right. Which the hinge is at 25% Mac, which is what's recommended for um, full-flying um, stabs. Right. So uh, the uh, the input mechanism will be at the forward edge of the stabs, and that's going to be essentially two servos that are very overbuilt for the purpose. But Right. I'm using Bluebird servo. I forget what number they are, but they're like 700 ounces of torque for uh 51B. Like I said, I don't remember, but I've got two of them. They're both going to be on the stab. Thank you, Michael Sell of Bluebird Servos. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Got it. We <laughs> got there. Nice. I like that segue there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It's 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 taking time, but I, that's actually something that I didn't design on the computer. Right. Basically, I did it on paper and just kind of made it. That's something I've been doing by hand. No, oh, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of stuff on the airplane I did design by computer, but it's... For the horizontal stab, I'm trying to get through it as quickly as possible because I want to put it together. Right. Um, so there's a one bulkhead involved that that basically bearing block is going to be attached to. There's two two bearings, and that whole mechanism will be attached to that bulkhead. Um, it's yeah, I have a tendency to overbuild things, man. So so I like your tendencies. My question is: Are you going to fly it before you paint it? More than likely. More than likely, I'll test fly it before I paint it. Um, that's that's just kind of what I do on a on a project that big because honestly the main reason is because I hate painting. <laughs> um, yeah, I it's the the worst part of building for me. I like fiberglassing. I like cutting out. I like assembling all that good stuff. I hate painting. It's tedious. It takes time. I don't like it, but I do it just because I like the results. You need one of these. Hang on. As Clint reaches under the drawer. <laughs> I think I want to do that. I think I want to be like a narrator of things. As Clint reaches That's under the table cool. to grab a paint gun. That you he need one of those. Dude, I have one of those. I actually have two. I have a spare. Yeah. 
Oh, he bought that at Harbor Freight. I know. They're about nine cool. bucks if you use a coupon. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I have two. I have one that I use and I have a spare. Do you thin down your paint with window wash? Yes, I do. Yes. All right. And okay. you use the cheap stuff. The HDX brand from Home Depot works really good. Right. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah, I, said, I said that to talk <laughs> shit. I didn't expect you to agree. Damn it. Why do you have to talk shit? Ah, well, that's kind of what I do, man. Oh, See, fuck. I, I like to y'all assume that I don't know stuff just because no, I don't no, talk no. about it. No, you absolutely know, know stuff. Here's what, I, here's what I was doing. No, you absolutely know stuff. But I like to play like Clint's no stuff against your no stuff. Do you know what I'm saying? Are you coming next weekend? Don't know. I'll probably make it at least one day. At least. I don't I don't know what day though. You gonna bring the F eighteen? No, I'm still waiting on the landing gear. Fuck. Yeah. I man, I just talked to Ed. Ed Tobias is building the landing gear for it. Um R C crafters. Um uh, which is totally cool. My the landing gear that I had, I think I told you all before, but it was built for a it came from Hobby King. It was actually meant for a ninety millimeter F eighteen. And I got two seasons off of it. And I'm not right. I'm not disappointed by that at all. It's just it was starting to get too much wear in it. And um, I had one. Uh, it wasn't a bad landing. It was just a little bit harder than normal. Right. And it caused uh, one of the components to shift, and my landing gear geometry got all funky. And I decided at that point that I liked the airplane enough. I needed to buy a good set of gear for it. So I contacted Ed, who has a website, and he advertised. You know, he actually makes. Um, hand makes gear for the yellow aircraft F-18. So I contacted him, and he's building me a set of gear, but I just haven't got it yet. Well, life happens. I yeah. mean, especially when you go to, when you when you put the words handmade, right. you know, I, I, there's yeah. no... And it'll. I've seen pictures of it. Ed sent me several pictures of it in the process, and it's going to look awesome. Right. Like, it's going to look right. It just takes time. Oh yeah. So and no, yeah, no big deal. I'm I'm hoping to get some flights on it this season. Oh uh, yeah. I, I'm, I just I'm, haven't had it yet. I'm sure it'll happen. Yeah. But until then, no beer cooler's gonna be solid. Yeah, I've got the beer cooler and the Pawnee ready to go, and the interceptor, which I haven't flown in a long time. But actually, the interceptor's ready to go. Right. So I was thinking about bringing it to Duncan because I I didn't bring it. What was the last event we had at Duncan? I didn't bring it then because I was worried about whether or not the runway was long enough. But after flying there, flying the F eighteen there a few times, right? I'm not worried about it. So the interceptor might come, which is a. There's more trees out of the way now. True, out there than than was before. No, uh, for for those that don't know, the interceptor is a, um, Top Gun Arrow model, I believe, that was built in the '90s, and it is a. It's kind of like an F four with a single engine, essentially. Uh, is, is the the look to it? The uh, horizontal stab has anhedral, and it's yeah. which is which is for those not familiar is down right. Um, and the that's the the one uh, we've actually clocked that airplane at about one hundred and eighty three miles an hour. Holy shit! And it uses a five thousand milliamp twelve s power system on a Dynamax fan that I converted to electric. And uh, it flies just fine. I just haven't flown it in a long time since I started flying the turbine. Uh, Three-minute flight times compared to 12-minute flight times. Yeah, right. Right. It's a huge difference. So <laughs> that thing kind of took a back seat when I got the turbine flying. <laughs> hey, remind me, when we get out of here, we need to call Deloney and get him out to Duncan. 
Absolutely. I called him yeah. tonight to try to get him on the show, oh, and, and he had some mother-in-law duty that okay. he was on, right. so he couldn't make it. But I tried to get him over here tonight. That's funny because as I was driving over here, I was looking, you know, I was looking at my phone, and I, f- I always forget how close he is. Yeah, yeah, he's absolutely. like right there. Yeah, yeah, he's right around the corner. Right, dude, I see him in the mornings and afternoons, and I'm like, hey, you know, dude, he lives right around the corner. Yep. I mean, yep. it's just part of the fun. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. We need to invite him. Uh, man. Yeah. He needs to be more more around, dude. I love that guy. Absolutely cool. love that guy. Especially when he shows up with that high dollar whiskey. Oh man. <laughs> Fuck. Which, which that was a part I was gonna leave out, but yeah, that's that's a good selling point. Yeah. He told me a long time ago, he's <laughs> we're flying at Lindsay and I I would get down there, you know, some of those guys down at Lindsay, it was an older group of guys. On Saturday morning they'd get there at nine o'clock. Right. You know. Eight nine o'clock, I'd show up at eleven noon. Right, but I was driving from the other side of town too. That was when I lived uh, up in Edmond, which is yep. complete opposite side of Oklahoma City from Lindsay. And Deloney would show up around one or two, and he he told me then, you know, I'm, I'm a professional man. Friday night I'm drinking, so yeah, <laughs> so I show that up. That guy oh, is yeah. a professional. <laughs> he I is, mean, man. holy shit. Man, I'm a little dude, and I can put some stuff away. That guy is my size or smaller. Smaller, yeah. And, dude, he can put some shit away. I know away. it. I know it. Yo. And the more we get, the better it gets. Deloney is one of those guys, man. He's an instigator. I like Absolutely. It. I like it. Absolutely. He's one of the reasons I started flying turbines. He'll push you into it a little bit, man. It's it's one of those good pushes too. It's like, ah, you got it, man. You got this. Yep. You got this. Yeah, man. Speaking of which, I've I've considered putting a turbine in that uh interceptor. Yep. But quite honestly, it scares me a little bit, like I said, because with the ducted fan, which that that uh, Dynamax with the electric motor is probably putting out around thirteen pounds of thrust. Right. At the most. And a fifteen pound turbine in that thing is gonna make it ballistic. Just Ridiculously, that sick. sounds perfect. Why I'm already do putting that? him on blast right now. Yeah, here we yeah. go. Yeah, he said I'll be there. Yeah. Okay, nice. all right. Yeah, <laughs> all right. <laughs> we'll see what happens next. All right, Clint's our mobile phone liaison. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> now that message to Elon Musk go. It didn't go through. Or who was the other I'm, guy? I'm What'd a, you say? It was it Tyler Perry? Tyler Perry. I'm, yeah. a, I'm gonna have to work on those two. So a little, a little bigger than what I'm used to. Here's It'll a, be all right. Here's a t- I'll t- get it done. We're going after those big fish, son. Well, <laughs> why got, wouldn't we? I, I got some big. I got some big. That's what you tell me all the time. Like, why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we? Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, fuck that guy. I mean, he he, he puts said, his, fuck that guy. He puts <laughs> his pants on the same I do. I mean, absolutely, I agree. We're in the same boat. Here's a t- except for the info. fuck that guy. I don't right. say fuck that guy. Yeah, right. Uh, fuck yeah. that guy. <laughs> The the office in Atlanta that I just came back from, for the I I I I, I don't want to know about Atlanta. No 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 no. no. <laughs> wait wait wait. That's I up. do I do. That's messed up. I, I, yeah, I mean yeah. I do. <laughs> right the right office, right. The right. office in Atlanta that I just came back from actually. Hotlanta. Hotlanta. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Hotlanta's right. We we share a mini skirt and all. What do you call it? We we share. Oh, wait. Not hangar space, but we're about two two doors down from uh, Tyler Perry's aircraft, where he stores his aircraft. That's it. We need to get this guy on the show. 
Jason's right. Well, give me a minute. I think you, you got. How, I think you got it. I don't. You know how it goes, man. I that do. shit could pop up in a year. Or it could yep. pop up next week. I think it's gonna <laughs> pop up next week. Uh, Nobody's told yeah. you no. Send it. One person has told me no. What man? I'm telling and, you on and the scale then of he peop- showed up so. of people's telling you no. It's all right. Right. Yeah. 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 You got a way good average going on. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, I'm going to build bigger. Man, I really feel like you're at 99%. Statistically, you're doing pretty good. Statistically, you're on top of things. (laughs) That's a first. Not that I'm calling (laughs) Kerry Howard 1%. I'm just saying. (laughs) Damn. Hey, we all have daily struggles, brother. It doesn't always happen. We didn't put our show out last week. (sighs) You know? Is it recorded? Yes. Did I take the time to sit down and uh, get it uploaded? Well, no. So here's the deal. That's a special deal. It is a special deal. So, and, man, I uh, it's one that's close to my heart, and I don't know exactly how it's going to re- be received, but if you knew David James, right, you're going to absolutely love that episode. If you don't know David James, I feel sorry for you for not knowing this fellow. <laughs> and just listen to it. It's it's heartfelt. So you know we were buddies. Here's the part that you have to understand: is this show will go out before that one, right? And we did that show before this one, so it's a little bit weird for us. It it, it is a little bit weird for us, but I think out of respect, right? There was a reason why we held it back, right? So this one's going to go out as normal, right? And we're gonna turn that one loose. We're gonna uh, when everybody's going home from the Joe Nall, right. and we're gonna do a special home from Nall right release. We're we're doing the No Nall deal next weekend. Yep. I mean that that's when that one's going. There was actually a plan to this, believe it or not. Believe it or not. Speaking of next weekend, are we recording next weekend? No, no. Okay, no Check that. It. That's another reason why that one's coming out because we're not going to be we're we're going to do our thing next weekend. Yeah, um, we're taking a weekend off. There might be right. some lives. Yeah. All right. Check All right. But, check check the Facebook page. But as far as recording, nah, we're off. Right. So uh, I so my deal is What's your deal, Clint? <laughs> as far as events, <laughs> unless it's a really special big event, I'm out. I'm done. No, I'm not. I'm well, man, here's the reality of the fact: <clears throat> we go to these things to have a good time, kick back, like everybody else. Forget about life. You know what I'm saying? Like your normal grind, freaking nine to five, whatever you do. We're we're getting away from everything. Yeah, absolutely. And I wouldn't necessarily call this work, but we want to enjoy the time that we have at those places. Uh, we're always going to do recaps. We're always going to tell you about what we experienced. You know, uh, the times we had and the people we met. But uh, sometimes, man, we need a break just to kind of do our own deal and uh, just remember why we do this. Right. So uh, just as a preview here, but if whenever I come out to Duncan, like I said, I'll probably come at least one day. Right. But if the wind is below about 18 miles an hour, we might drop something out of that cooler just for the. Oh, yeah. That's perfect. Do a little test. Yeah. 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 R&D. I like it. It's ready to go. Does it have a parachute? Yes, two. So I can catch it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I can drink it. Absolutely. We need to put fly stickers on there and the fly 
Or the frog catches the fly. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> that was a little bit of a stretch. Ribbit. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Just because yeah. we haven't done it yet, I want to try it. <coughs> man, I'm looking forward to it, too. So, man, if you guys are at Nall this week, absolutely amazing. I hope you enjoy your time. If you didn't get to Nall this week, check all the content and everything <coughs> that's going on on Facebook. Because, man, I mean, people are putting it out there. Um Makes me feel better. I, it's not like being there, but at least I get to experience some of it. Right. You know, and I've got I've got a handful of buddies out there right now that are <laughs> sending me videos and pictures and dude it's, Bastards. It's a throw <laughs> it's a throwdown out there. It's a good time. So what we got coming up, man, uh Super Float in San Antonio, Texas. Absolutely. Check the Facebook page. There are definitely there's definitely an event set up for that. Um and then, man, one of the big ones coming for us it is we're going to put on a shade, shindig at Lindsay. It's going to be great. September. Yep. September 29th through October 1st. So looking forward to that. Yeah. Put that on your calendar. Uh, if Man, if we're, I would say if we're within eight hours, it is worth your time. You're fucking up if you ain't showing up. Absolutely. If it's more than that, it's still worth your time. But, man, think about it. Right. You know? We'll see you then. <laughs> you got anything else, guys? I'm out. I think we're good. Man, we appreciate you guys. Thanks for tuning in every week, man. Check those show notes. We might have missed a few sponsors in there, but they're all listed down below. Plant's going to make another list. Yep. Thank you, Terry Dunn. Check out their RC Roundtable podcast. Hell yeah. Check it out. We'll see you in two weeks. Two weeks. We'll have an update on Duncan. <laughs>